0: Connecting to the Real Nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, RealNerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account at RealNerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that too, real nerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Unofficially, the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2017 and Star Trek Beyond. With me always is... Brad. Brad and... James. And we have a full house day because we have... Henry. And... Zach. And Henry has started to write for Real Nerds Podcast. I did. Stupid I... art house films. Yeah, Fuck you, I... Henry. Hey
1: that's, hey, that's not the title. I mean, it's close to the title. It, is, it is the a...
0: title. It's art house asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. have two articles up now. So. Yeah, so when you say that, though, you're like professional. When, when I watch the French film, uh, La Canard, it really means a lot to me that the duck swims in the water.
1: Uh, to be fair, he has not watched the French film yet. There, it I'd is important it when the
2: duck swims in the water. It's canard,
3: a symbol for gross.
0: Is it really? I, think no. I, I, I know, I know La Canard is duck in yeah. French. Yeah.
4: the villain and tailspin, right?
3: Maybe.
0: I don't know. I don't I can't watch. Remember that. Off the top of my head, it, might, it very well might be those. So. You're the Disney guy. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Telespin in years. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh.
3: But yeah, I think I've done a. I've done. I just did an English language film about rape culture, which was fun. And uh, <laughs> then last week's was uh, a Korean horror film, which was actually really good. So. What an asshole! <laughs> I know. It's just me being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. so. Speaking of rape culture, you premiered
4: uh, one of your films at the. <laughs> I F- did F- premiere <laughs> one of my films today. <laughs> a couple days ago. <laughs>
1: Was that a joke about how his film raped culture?
4: Uh, no, it's um, the, the kind of the subject.
3: Uh, well, it's a uh, film
2: about incest, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a film on incest. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was the most fun experience <laughs> um, premiere. of. And there were kids in the audience. There so, a lot of ki- and there's yeah. like one line where a dad tells his daughter it would have been better if he raped her.
1: Henry, when um, are you going to make a movie my mom can watch?
3: I've made a movie your mom can watch. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, I actually... Uh, so I stumbled upon one of yours from very early on, and I laughed so hard... Which one? You the, did a very good job with
3: it. The fishing one? Yes! Yeah, that was my junior film in high school.
1: Yes, that was really good. <laughs>
3: that Holy was fa- shit, that reveal is fantastic. Thank you.
1: Yeah, anyway. Uh, funny story about that Sorry. film.
3: It was originally going to be like a transgender drama... It was a completely different story.
1: Um, the movie where your brother goes fishing in a tub and you're there.
3: Yes, um, it was really gonna be a transgender story, and then I got lazy, and so I made that in a night.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that that's my hey, stuff. That sounds like of making things Heichel. in a couple nights for the forty eight hour film festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that the was the return a, of Thunderbolt. Yeah.
1: That was really a good segue. Thank
0: Man. you. I've been doing this for five fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, tell us about your experience making Thunderbolt too.
4: Um it was ambitious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Henry was there, yep. Zach was there, you guys what'd you see? What I saw
2: was don't, amazingness. Don't
4: spoil be very no, no, be general.
2: No, 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 no yeah. serious. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, what I saw was actually something very, very creative, um, done in a very specific location that I'm not gonna reveal until after the movie has been
0: released. So we all see it. So Brad, what's Thunderbolt been up to?
4: Thunderbolt has been on the run uh, since he took down Bashizuka's drug cartel mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and where can we find out how he took it down?
4: Uh, next Sunday no Sunday no, ar- can we
0: watch the the first one before we go see the second one? Oh
4: yeah it's on uh, Nibbusvisions.com and vimeo.com under is
0: this your first fucking podcast No I, I, I stopped because
4: like my website's down so like mm. oh, okay. you have to go to YouTube or and just you know, look up Thunderbolt. Um, and then you can watch the sequel uh, Sunday, August seventh at eight, 8 PM.
1: It's on our site somewhere. If you dig back through, you'll find yeah. you'll find the your uh, the first. So what made open. you want to go
4: back
0: to the well?
1: Hack. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys pull like the same thing or?
4: No, we pulled. Uh, well, Jason pulled uh, road movie, and we, they, this year they did. You could you drew two genres at the same time. They're on the same piece of paper. Oh, interesting. And so uh, ours was road movie and period piece. And so you could choose to do one or the other or both. And uh, we started out kind of doing both, uh-huh. and then if you watch the movie, it's more period
3: piece, yeah. and that's mm. still kind of vague. Yeah, I would say it's like a mixture of the both, but it's probably like seventy-five yeah. percent period. So. I feel
1: like a road movie can be sometimes on the road, but not
0: always. Yeah, right? there's,
3: there's a driving scene in the movie. Yeah. That's why it's that's like they, they are, sure. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if I can how much I can say, but they are constantly moving. So like, yeah, yeah. There,
0: there you go. So did Adam slip back into the role very easily?
4: Yeah, um, he grew out a beard specifically. for... In the event that we could do Thunderbolt 2, because we have this gag with his beard that we wanted to do. Um, so we just kind of like got period piece and we're like,
1: Did, did you just.? Well, ad- he did
4: all this work, so. Yeah. Make-
1: did you just admit that you prepped for 48 Hour Film Festival? Did you just break the rule?
4: No, as long as you don't shoot or write anything yeah. prior to okay. the festival. Okay, all right, all right.
1: Good. I, no, I'm just. I'm looking so, out for you, man.
4: Yeah, we. Because I'll, I'll
1: edit this shit out.
4: We, we bought props and. Uh, you know, kind of came up with general ideas mm-hmm. of where to go with the story ahead of time in the event that genre
0: the work genre worked out for us. So cool, which so, it didn't, and we still yeah. can't work. <laughs> so is there a subtitle? Is it just Thunderbolt Two, or uh, is it Thunderbolt T O O? Officially, it is Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Two: to The Streets
4: for <laughs> the contest. But uh, if you watch the credits of Thunderbolt One, it says Thunderbolt will return and never strike twice. So yep,
1: ah, uh, yeah.
4: And now I'm joking that the third one's gonna be always strike thrice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, that's great. And uh a little tease, um part of me thought that this one should have been called uh n- never thrike twice. So <laughs>
2: Which
1: well, are you? Are which. you saying? Because I, 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 at one point said like when I saw the, the 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 thing, I was like, oh man, he should have just skipped two and gone to three. He should have just done Thunderbolt three like you were finding it in a bin of VHS tapes at the bottom <laughs> of a Safeway. Like person finds I don't know it, what w- this is, but I'm gonna watch it. And they enjoy like, it, and
4: they're like, I can't find two anywhere. It must be like yeah. this lost, this lost movie that. Oh
1: well, Schwarzenegger wasn't in that one, so yeah. nobody ever has it.
4: That was uh, at the at the drop off last night. I was talking to the teams, and you know they saw the social media posts and they were going like, oh, you did Thunderbolt 2. That's amazing. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. You know, we, you, like I, we've, we've wanted to do sequels to our own $40 journals before and no one's ever done it and you beat us to the punch. So,
0: Which, Have you ever thought about parlaying Thunderbolt into a feature? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking do it, dude. That was my way of telling you to do it. Yeah, it's okay. Well, I'll find some time somewhere <laughs> try to try to carve it out. The scene
2: I was able to see, without giving anything away, was one of the most creative... One of the most <laughs> engrossing experiences that I've ever seen in my life. Zach, exactly. you're on the
0: podcast, quit kissing his ass. <laughs>
2: no, no. no, I got to see and react. Uh, I got to light a little bit of the scene myself. Um, and I can tell you right now With that your that thing personality? looks red and green all over the place <laughs> without all spoiling right. anything that thing looks red and green that i'm
1: like I'm, christmas <laughs> i'm i'm into it I, I think that sounds good
3: i think the color scheme for the entire film was really really good so the color scheme yeah. yeah so
1: so when can people see it
4: uh yeah sunday august 7th at 8 p.m block d uh tickets it's at the c film center uh tickets are online uh i think it's like nine bucks at online and then 12 at the door At the door and then um, if you want to do the whole day, uh, like all the screening groups, there's four of them. It starts at like 11. Cool. Uh, that's like $34, 28 34 there. Cool. So Well, what congratulations
0: recommend? Brad as always. Yeah. Thank you. Block. I know your hard work will you definitely get, pay off. You, you guys are going to come a see job? it? What ah. day is it?
1: Sunday,
4: August
0: 7th. Um, I'm going to be at Marilyn Manson, but um, Fuck Excuse that. me? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Really? How, let She's the, let the sister my, this, take the wife. This will be my third Marilyn Manson show. Yeah, let so the sister Marilyn take the wife. Dreams are made of frogs. Oh. How do you get
4: through those? Do you just like stand there next to your wife, or do you like peace out and hang out by the bar? or something? Do you hit on the
0: goth chicks? No. It's so here's the original story. It was going to be at Red Rocks, mm-hmm. and they're playing with slip. He's playing with Slipknot. They moved it to the Pepsi Center. I'm guessing because it's bigger. Yeah. And um, my wife's sister didn't want to go. What? Then I'm not
1: going to the wedding anymore. (laughs) She didn't want to go
0: because it's at the Pepsi Center. I don't know. So she refunded the tickets, and my wife said, "Are you off? You should come with me." I was like,
1: "Mm." "I don't
0: mind Marilyn Manson. Actually, he's actually kind of fun to watch live." Oh yeah, I'm sure. Slipknot. Yeah, Yeah, that's gonna be hell. Mm -hmm. Our fourteen-year-old edgy
3: me? It it was super. Do they open?
0: Do they open for Manson
1: or is
4: Manson for them? No, I think
0: Manson's opening. Oh, so you can just leave. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. true. You (laughs) think?
1: Wait. She like your, see your, your wife wants to see Slipknot Your wife wants to see God, why do I like her? Laura. Hey, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the, the kid is asleep. Maybe we should leave this joke alone. Okay. Well, they, like, anyway. We're all the funny masks, right?
4: Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Can the I one. talk
2: about something really quickly that's coming She's up? She's totally asleep. While we're waiting for... Sure,
1: yeah. Why? For me to get abused by my longtime friend. While you're waiting yeah. to get beaten up by a
2: woman. Yeah.
1: I... Hey, which... Uh huh.
2: I'm happy to announce that we're uh, producing another short film cool. um, from Take 38 Productions. Um, it's called The After Show. It's being produced um, in conjunction uh, with Radio Brendo Man. Um, and um, it's going to be shot this weekend. And it will be ready and be premiering at the Palm Springs Comic Con in all late August. Very cool. Wow, that's Man, cool. Got that's quick. Oh. Yeah, shit. It'll be premiering then. Um, so we're going to be, be good. a fast edit. Don't fuck it up. Uh, you know what? You can tell me all the things you want to tell me. And my answer is always going to be this. We'll see.
1: <laughs> I think that's fair.
2: But I will say that a lot of the, uh, influence, again, does come from Real Nerds Podcast. So.
1: <laughs> oh, shucks. Well, we better read in the credits. Um. You will be. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> Your mic stands are going to be in the goddamn movie, so. <laughs>
0: Cool. Oh, I should cool, that one cool. on my ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Every week. Do you mean
2: I get to touch your asshole, Ryan? Whoa. Finally. No, you get. Chase,
0: you get to smell the shit particles from it being up my butt. Uh, but yeah. Oh God,
2: it's been a dream come true ever move. since I started move. on this podcast. No, <laughs> Count
0: yourself lucky, not just
4: anybody can sniff his particles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just move along. We love seeing movies at the Alamo Draft House. We do. This is what's playing at the Alamo Draft House this week.
3: Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Maltin. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Unstar.
4: Welcome to the Alamo Draw.
0: God, love the so goddamn much? <laughs> so, so uh, since this is Monday, <laughs> I'm going to skip ahead to Wednesday because I don't know when this is going up. Yeah. Wednesday, kids camp is babe. Aw. That'll do, pig. That'll do. I've never seen it. That's all I know. of. Oh, I'm really? Yep. Oh, I saw it when I was pig. 10. pig. Oh, wait. That's,
2: yeah. that's Charlotte's Web. Sorry.
0: Um, Jack Barrow's father's in it. That's right, James Cromwell. The Graveyard Shift is Burial Ground, The Knights of Terror. And the little screenshot they have is like zombies with really bad rubber masks. Great, sounds great. Uh, PBS Kids at the Alamo is Thursday at 11.30 a.m. and it's the Odd Squad movie. Okay. Friday, Babe makes another appearance at 11.30 a.m. Friday also has a craft dinner. It'll be Tank Girl with Ska Brewery at 7.30, plus director Rachel vice. Talale will be there as well. Um she's like good. Cool. I'll just I'll, I'll just I'll just leave that there because she uh she's very um nice in interviews. Oh, okay. But she also directed Nightmare on Elm Street 6 Freddy's Dead and it's awful. Oh.
1: Hey. That's not always the
0: director's fault. It is when they make the choice to make the final sequence in 3D and it's awful. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um they tried. <laughs> Saturday, july thirtieth, Lucha Santo versus the She Wolves is at two PM. Sunday KOS, KOSI, Cozy one oh one, adult contemporary hits playing through the Mile High City. Um, has a spectacular brunch tacular presents Greece at eleven AM. That's a fun movie.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry, yes yeah, yes it is. <laughs> oh, and
2: shouldn't be touching uh K'nicki's car. I'm just pointing that out. What was
4: your role in the
0: play in high school? I was uh, the radio DJ who uh, sexually harassed the high school students.
1: Were you Mm -hmm. really? Were
0: you Wolfman Jack? No, I was. Hey, hey, the main brain, Vince Fontaine here. Get off another top twenty countdown. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) Uh, Sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Afternoon tea is Emma with the lovely Gwyneth Paltrow. Um,
1: No, no, no one listening could. No one listening
0: could hear you throw up. Yeah, uh, um, I've maxi- never seen that movie, but that trailer looks adorable. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I'm sure it's a uh, sh- sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and maximum bondage this week is the world is not enough.
1: Are you just mad at Gwyneth Paltrow because she doesn't like Robert Downey Jr.? That's it. Um, no, That's because totally actually, it.
0: I don't like her website Goop. I think it's what? really pretentious. I've
1: never heard of
3: this. Oh, th- that's shit. the main reason why people don't like her. Holy shit! <laughs> she's why? made is... a lot of really bad mistakes. What is Goop? What it's is... like the most pretentious. Is that that? I'm just make sure I'm. I yeah, know. You're it. right. Yeah, you it's got like, it. It's, it's the, the most pretentious website, website <laughs> on the internet. Where like in like she'll like make like a basket and sell it for ten thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but she made the basket. No. No. <laughs> it's no. So just it's, on her no, she'll be like on the website. She's like, oh, I love this oil, uh, for your hands, and the oil's like three hundred dollars a bottle and stuff.
3: Oh, this is dog shit. Well, yeah. imagine if
0: she had an Etsy account. It's like a, that.
1: it's, like an, Etsy, <laughs> it's <laughs> like an Etsy account made by the woman who said that her life as a world famous movie star and the a mother is worse than any other normal mothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, she's pretty terrible. She is. But she's adorable, and she got, she can be good in movies. Sliding Doors is charming.
0: I don't mind her in movies, but also she doesn't like Robert Downey Jr. So fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I'd get <laughs> to the root.
2: Who doesn't like Robert Downey Jr.? Well, it, it is probably.
0: interesting when we get to what we've been watching. I've been because uh, my little boy is loving like superhero movies, mm-hmm. so I've been watching the Marvel stuff again, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I picking up these little hints that have paid off in later movies has been really yeah. fun.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anyways, uh, that's what's at the Alamo, Brad. What's going on around town? Da, 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 da. Yeah.
4: Thanks, guys. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Midnight at the Esquire for uh, this weekend is just the room and Rocky, Har- Rocky Horror Picture Show double feature. All right. Uh, yeah, and the week after that is the 1989 Batman. Ooh, that's ooh, right. Which
0: Are you going to bust out your cowl?
1: Uh, maybe. I feel like that I movie is so. every month now, too. Like
2: It should be that he... We should ask Batman to return to review a movie at some point. Oh,
4: that's right, oh, that's fair for minute in a while, yeah <laughs> um yeah well I'll, I'll I'll light up the bat signal see what see what happens nice. <laughs> uh, the drive
0: in hey brad, next time that's that spotlight goes in the air, don't answer it that's that's from Batman Superman, hey,
4: <laughs> do you bleed
1: has you will has anybody ever made the joke where like this is actually what I was expecting to happen Martha, at the end Martha, of Martha. 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 At the end of Ghostbusters, the new one, where like you go up on the roof and somebody has constructed a bat signal and they turn it on, and it it just looks like a blurry big light in the sky because that would never work
0: in real life. Has Has anybody ever made that joke in a movie? You want to hear my Batman joke? Okay, sure. What do you say when Batman leaves church early? Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You are so pleased with yourself
0: right now. Because it's horrible. It's adorable. How
1: happy you are. That's Anyways, Brad,
0: anyway, we're sorry, tomorrow, That's fantastic.
4: See, so, yeah, the drive-in this week uh, has the first movie as Ghostbusters, Star Trek Beyond is the middle one, and Tarzan's the last one.
0: Oh, that's kind of a nice lineup. Yeah. 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 And I went
4: to it last night. That was awesome. an oh, idiot. snap.
1: <laughs> you... Oh, that's God, I hate that's pretty you. great. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm probably
4: gonna go tomorrow because I slept through it. Uh, oh no! Yeah, that was my bad choice. Oh man, I was that's like, like I really want to just get a pizza and watch a movie.
1: One more time, you didn't like watch Tarzan.
4: Ten o'clock. So <laughs> I. Oh. What? <laughs> oh no, it wasn't Tarzan. It was uh, The Shallows. My bad. Oh okay. Oh oh, oh all right. Yeah. <laughs> not as good as Not as good as the lineup. From so the after point. I woke up during the credits of Star Trek, I was like, Yeah, I should go home.
1: <laughs> um, You're not the only person to sleep through Tarzan or through Star Trek this week, though. Uh, um, my my roommate oh, did it. Oh, no, I what? didn't do it. Okay, no, guys. Dan. Yeah, Dan. Dan fell asleep during the wreck.
3: Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <Aww>, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> this was the most exciting Poor part of the Dan. film. I
4: know.
1: It, it was a nine forty-five showing. I never should yeah, have taken him out tired. of the house that late at night. <laughs> like it, it's just he's just he's just not built for that. Anyway, he, he's I'm trying so hard to anymore. enjoy Trek, and he just know, can't get there. I know. I know. Uh, I got to take him again, like, but for an early bird special. <laughs> so.
4: Um, yeah, what else have I, haven't I covered? The cat circus is still in town, and that's not just a weekend thing. I think cool. it's weeknights, too, so. Yeah, was on
2: the outside, and one of those cats was peeking in, and it was just trying to get out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the whole time, I'm just like, I want to let you out. I can, but Certain- show business won't allow me to do that. <laughs>
1: they, they say circuses are cruel to animals, so. Yeah. Uh, uh no,
4: so this is actually a really, uh, like. You guys, they let I was the kidding. cats
0: walk around. I was kidding. The theater. No, I, was, I not, was kidding.
4: I'll start, promote like they also encourage adoption like um, of the cats. Yeah, the, the, if if uh, there's a cat you like in the show, um, like not all of them are up for adoption, but Yeah, not uh, the talented they, they work, ones. <laughs> they work some in so that people can. It's like, like that
0: Goofy <laughs> seal in Finding Dory. Oh, you can have Gerald over there. You definitely can't a have the
1: one-armed cat that can that can open beer cans with his tail. <laughs> that one's ours. We've trained that one so hard.
4: You guys were at the Bug this weekend. Did you look at the stage? Oh, yeah. it Yeah. Was, yeah. It was really cool. They even, like, play music and stuff. Like That's so cool. That, yeah.
2: saw a big inflatable cat or, like, some kind of, like, stage, like, uh, uh, flatbed.
4: Like the inflatable pig for Pink Floyd? Yes. Yeah.
3: yeah. I will say, like, when, I, when we first arrived there, um... There's like there was the big bus that holds the cats I'm assuming, and they had another car behind it that had like a giant like plastic cat mounted to the roof of the car, and I didn't see it at first. But oh Jason yeah. Jason pointed it out to me, and I literally flipped my shit because <laughs> I didn't realize it was fake. Yeah. Uh, there's just a puma in De- downtown <laughs> well, Denver.
2: Let them know how late you were available at that point. Like you had been up since 7 p.m.
3: <laughs> I was up. No, I was up till 7:30 a.m. So, and then, and then I was like a full twenty-four hours without sleep. So, So by that
2: point, you were still just like, "Oh my
3: god, the world is
2: magical. (laughs) (laughs) There are cats on top of roofs and cars." (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Brett, is there anything else?
4: Uh, Film on the rocks is on hiatus until late August for Deadpool. So, nothing this week.
0: Okay. Cool. This was a big week in movie news because San Diego Comic Con happened. Oh shit! This is movie news.
1: Okay, so, there's a whole lot of shit. So we're going to run through some of this, and just, right, like, we'll talk about it, but we, just, we'll keep moving. Just get
0: to it, James. Okay. Dude, fuck.
1: Uh, very first thing, we got to see what the, uh, what the spaceship in the Star Trek TV show is going to look like. What, you're it leading is, with that? Who cares? Hell, yes. Actually, I'm, le- I'm leading <laughs> with all the, like, all the random stuff, and then we'll yeah. get to the, to the big Marvel and the big kidding. DC stuff.
4: I've been away from society for three days, so this oh, is, like, big you news haven't to me. Te-
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, so there is a video revealing the ship. Okay. Um, so I, I'm just going to describe it to you.
4: Is the name of the show really Star Trek Discovery? Yes. So the
1: name of the ship is Star Trek Discovery. Oh. Um, so the, the ship sh- is called the Discovery. It's the, uh, the NC-1031. NC we had a space NCC shuttle called Discovery. We did. Yeah. And Enterprise. Well, we also had an Enterprise. That's probably yeah. why they did it. <laughs> um, so the <laughs> ship looks like a an amalgam between... So you you get a video of a, of the ship coming out of a, a refurb station inside of an asteroid. Um, and that's all it is. Um, it looks like a... Very original series-inspired version of the big, um, like the Klingon—not uh, the Birds of Prey, but the old battle cruiser. Yeah, the old battle cruisers. It kind of looks like the back end of a battle cruiser shoved into the front end of the Star Trek Enterprise. Um, so it's a very like old-style-looking ship. Okay. Um, it's very so interesting. the Enterprise
0: took it from behind.
1: What? <laughs> ah. um, it's a very interesting-looking ship. Um, and then you should also go read, just for you, uh, you should also go read some of the things that Brian Fuller said at his panel there, because some of them were very like moving and inspirational. And he talked about the fact that he, uh, growing up, he never wanted to be a writer. He wanted to be a Star Trek writer and how this is a big com- you know dream come true for him. Still a writer.
4: Oh, well, he used to be a Star yeah. Trek writer. Well, yes, but that, <laughs> his point was like,
1: hey, this is what I care about, right? Because he's making a plea to... Kind, somewhat burned Star Trek fans who are kind of like... They, some Star Trek fans are out there on the edge going like, wait, I want my good like, Star Trek TV show back where like, we talk about real issues and it's not just an action movie. Wait till the, tra- till the review of the movie this week. Anyway, um... And so I think he was just making that play to those fans of going like, look, I'm one of you. I'm trying to do this the right way. He did it on a panel of like a bunch of old Star Trek people. So, you know, um, so yeah, it was was really nice. So you should definitely go check that out. I think it looks really cool. Um, And yeah, it is called uh, Star Trek Discovery or something like that um anyway uh we got a trailer for american gods nobody here cares uh no. the
0: trailer looks a little bit schlocky uh yeah. but hopefully the show is still good the new trailer for ash vs evil dead was awesome
1: okay yeah. that's uh, that's where we were going next so oh, no. uh yeah we got the trailer for ash vs evil dead and um and there's also some some talk about them maybe making uh another, yeah, another evil movie. dead movie uh with ash in it and wow. this
0: year they're excited i was reading uh, rob tabbert's the producer he's been a producer for it sam raimi for since sam raimi's been a Sam Raimi, um, and they're finally able to reference Army of Darkness. Last season they couldn't, right? And this year they got the uh, rights to it, so they're going to oh. be referencing Army of Darkness That's awesome. too.
1: awesome. Very cool. Um, uh, nobody gives a shit about this one. Divergent's not going to get another sequel. They're just going to make a TV show, and probably all the actors I are going to jump shit ship. <laughs> I love that
3: this is happening. I, I wrote so. that down
0: myself because I thought that was fascinating. I
1: know. I think it's fascinating too. Um, James but, is
0: YA series he loves is a piece of shit that nobody else likes. To be
1: fair, I've only watched the first one and the first one is alright. I thought you said you watched
0: the sequels and thought they were okay too. I haven't watched the sequels yet. My my parents
1: watched the second one and I haven't seen it yet. Uh, So I think I'm a bad son for that one um hey here's a crazy fucking insane shit that happened oh yeah I'm um, about that too. so uh there's this movie called the woods that people have been talking about yeah. for a well, while i just
2: heard about this today
1: well then calm the fuck down the listeners haven't heard yet because you know somehow they don't listen to news until they, we talk about it um and then there was this big surprise where it turns out that the movie is actually a sequel to the blair witch um an actual direct sequel to uh the blair witch uh which we just an interview with
0: the director i haven't heard yet
1: yeah. Adam
3: Wingard. Yeah, Adam Wingard, who's a very talented director. I really oh, like him. Oh, not it. that No, no, no. He uh,
1: means the director of uh, Blair, Blair Oh, the original
3: Blair Witch. Yeah, We had a great Blair. interview uh, with Dan Myrick. That, uh, I don't know. It, it's oh, floating, floating somewhere. It's, a, he it's, it's
0: up there
4: on our Mile High 2012 interviews.
0: Uh, no, oh, is we is have it? another one. <laughs> Wait, we've interviewed him twice? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, Are you signaling that he hasn't uploaded it yet? <laughs> anyway, it's um. somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you guys know that I'm not the biggest fan of them. Blair Witch Project. I'm a big fan of how it was made, and I'm a big fan of the director because he was very honest when we interviewed him twice Mm -hmm. talking about it. Um, But this one, what I think is really cool is they did the same thing with 10 Cloverfield Lane, Uh is they got a bunch of people together, and Adam Weingart I think is an amazing director. And um, they said, okay, uh, we're going to shoot this movie called The Woods. And you just heard that it was a scary movie, and they started premiering it. And then this week at Comic Con, like, oh, by the way, it's called The Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's one You're of the coolest. Like,
2: what the fuck are you
1: doing? Yeah, are it's you
0: serious. Yeah, it's one of those things. Where I'm like, wait, what? And no, it's
1: one of the coolest marketing plays I've ever seen.
0: I will because I went to the theater. I had this like huge freaking headache that I couldn't shake. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go to the theater by myself and watch a loud movie, and maybe it'll make it worse. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. Um, so, anyways, I went there and said so they still have the posters for the woods. Yeah. And before the movie, they played a trailer and it was called the woods. Yeah. And oh, I was like, wow, they still, yeah, they still are, you know, tweaking it. But then I watched a new trailer for it, and they had the little the Blair Witch mythology like put into, into it. it yeah. yeah. They had
1: like the actual shot where the girl says like it's the Blair Witch. Yeah.
0: And if anybody can do a found footage, I'm guessing Adam Wingard can do it because yeah. I'm putting like 100 faith. Uh, his at this point. So. Your next was one of my favorite films from 2013. Yeah. Um, and uh, the guest, and the guest, guest was, was one of my incredible. favorite films yeah. from last year. Yeah, uh, and he's he's a really cool director. Yeah, his film is already getting tons of buzz from the horror community.
1: Yeah. I just think it's cool that like. It, If nothing else, Blair Witch is famous and an important part of of film history Mm -hmm. because of the way that it was marketed, and here's a chance where, look, they were never going to be able to repeat that in any way, um, but they were able to come up with something where they were like, look, we can make a splash that it won't hit everybody because non-movie fan people won't really understand that this happened. Yeah. but, you know... Dude, the Blair Witch, I think, is
0: 18 years old. Can you leave that?
1: I also yeah. think it's probably really smart, because I think if you would announce you were making a Blair Witch se- sequel... Oh, yeah. You it get would. months and months of people like, talking about it and yeah. stigma and all oh, of this, yeah. all the garbage. The same thing with Cloverfield. Gris- yeah. Exactly, exactly.
0: Because why I love Cloverfield, I know there's backlash for it because of what it ultimately became. Yeah. Um you know, the monster movie. Yeah, those where, people are wrong. But, oh, yeah, the first no. Cloverfield movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, and I think people are wrong about Ten clover I think Ten Cloverfield is one of the most brilliant movies of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, this this was an amazing... I, I love when movies are still able to surprise me, and that's why the medium is so great.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking of things that... Nope, I don't have a segue. Uh, <laughs> Kong Skull Island is not called Skull Island anymore. It's called Kong, Skull Island, uh, which I think is a mistake, but it doesn't matter because the trailer's cool. The trailer oh, is awesome. It, it looks,
3: uh, I, I mean, I was like, they they make King Kong bigger, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. no, they because made King
1: Kong big enough he could fight Godzilla. So prep yeah. yourself.
3: It, the, so the shot, like, there's only like one shot you actually see, like him, like in the background, like the helicopters like, going towards him. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. It looks so interesting. It looks yeah. So Who, who's the
0: director it. of that? I forget.
1: Oh shit, he's I can't
0: on, remember. He's,
1: I don't know if it's in the article. But anyways,
0: he he had an interview and he was uh, saying that Jordan
1: Vote Roberts.
0: He purposely okay. made him gigantic yeah. because yeah. they said this is where he gets the name King Kong from. Yeah. And uh, so it takes place before. The Kong that we're all used to. Yeah, yeah. And so that's like his son. So this is okay. like the giant ape to fight Godzilla. Mm. Wait,
3: so this is this one's like an old King Kong. How is he gonna fight Godzilla? Remember
0: Godzilla shows up when there is trouble. That's true. Yeah, I I haven't seen Godzilla. Especially forever, when giant
1: so. monster thingies come. I watched Godzilla this week. Uh that movie's so, better than I remember. So that would
2: remember. make the original King Kong son of Kong? Yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: Yes. I guess I shouldn't Damn be complaining. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't be complaining with the logic behind. Well, a no, King because Godzilla this isn't a direct sequel. Because remember,
0: so. King Kong takes place in the '30s. That's true. That's yeah. true. This yeah. takes place. I think it looks like Vietnam. Yeah, it looks like. That, yeah, it yeah. does
1: look like Vietnam. Yeah. Anytime you use those helicopters, and there's three of them, and they're in like a wide shot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and John Goodman's in <laughs> its hometown. Speaking yeah. of which, there's somebody else that we in that movie that we were talking about shortly. Sweet. Um, uh, as good as King Kong looks, the tick doesn't. Um... <laughs> That that, that's all of the news on that one. Um, oh, okay. History Science Theater 3000 uh, is coming to Netflix, and Netflix is pretty excited about it. might make more.
0: Yeah, Um should. So Way to go,
1: Kickstarters. That's the news there. No, that's um, the best
3: location for I think. Yep, so. that's me. And in the very
1: last piece of non-comic book news, or non-Marvel DC news, because this is definitely comic book news, uh, is that they are going to make a TV show out of Deadly Class, uh, which... Avid listeners of the podcast will bizarrely remember like two and a half years ago when Ryan read the first issue and was like, this is pretty okay. Um, I so, know our
0: comic guy Andrew yeah. loves it, so.
1: Yes. Uh, so go pick up some Deadly Class at College of Coins, Cards and Comics, and prepare yourself for a TV show. Uh, while you're there, you should totally prep yourself for, Brad, what's wrong with you? Are you Okay.
4: My bottle that I put this seltzer water in just sh- keeps shooting water out of it. Like, drink some of it, dumbass. It's half it's heavy half <laughs> like, and it's still like, doing it. it. It's like almost
3: completely yapsy-yaks like, if you take the lemons out. I know. out. The you're thing spilling, about water
1: is you need to drink it. You're spilling shit everywhere.
4: It's just he's pushing like, it out itself. I don't understand he's, the he's <laughs> physics of this.
1: He's like a toddler who figured
4: There's out how to a sippy There's almost none left cup. and he's still shooting water out
0: of it. I can get you a sippy cup that Kellen has that only comes out when you suck on it. <laughs> oh.
1: Anyway... Carol Danvers has been officially cast after much speculation yeah. uh, as Brie Larson, which great is fantastic. Uh, yeah. She is amazing and pretty, and she will be great.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, she's gonna be like—I mean, like if what people are predicting is gonna happen, she'll end up being like essentially the face of the MCU after Phase Three. So, which is a good way to go. I yeah. think that would, I think she she could ha- handle it. So, I, mean, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. her in the role yet, but from what I've seen in the role she's other been in, I think she's a really good actress. I think she could handle it. So,
1: yeah, I hear she won an Oscar once. That's cool. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of Spider-Man Homecoming casting stuff, which before we get into some of this, I do want to just throw out there that all of the title treatments for all of the upcoming Marvel movies are some of the coolest and most daring title treatments I've seen on movies for a while. Do you mean like the actual yeah. titles or like did the design? Uh... No, the, the graphic design of the titles. Okay, yeah, I, I don't even that. know that they're always good. Yeah. I just think they're always interesting. Yeah. Um. So for example, the Spider-Man Homecoming so title. Did you hear
0: the Spider-Man other villain in it? Besides the vulture,
3: no. Well,
0: I think there's there's three, you could guess, them. you could guess one villain, Mysterio, that was made by the Tinkerer, yeah, who wears gauntlets. <gasps> the Shocker is also yeah. being rumored
3: <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. I'm hey,
0: going to die.
3: <laughs> I thought they announced that he was going to be like it was like those three or it be was like,
0: the uh, there was some tweet from a toy guy yeah. who said they have a toy for him.
1: Okay, so <laughs> I mean, look, I'll settle for a toy of him as well. Um, but if a man says I'm gonna give you a shock to your system on the big screen, movie idiot, <laughs> Dude, just movie idiot. I year. still like no contest. You, you, you
0: know this because we've been friends for so long. I've always yeah. wanted Spider Man to fight the Shocker at the beginning of a movie. That's yeah. all I want him to do. Defeat him and then move on. Yeah, move on. Yep. And then <laughs> he has agree. like a he has a black guy in high school and like, hey Peter, where'd you get that black guy? I fell down the stairs. It was a shock to my system. There you go. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, there needs to be a shock button.
1: Did you
2: read Um. the descriptions of what the scenes were?
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty amazing.
2: Somebody described it to me because I was talking to one of the writers of the short film that I'm doing. He went to the Comic-Con. Wow. He said that it's like freaks and geeks mixed with Marvel Comics, oh, that sounds which sounds like a really, really solid concept. Are talking about like, the
3: trailer well, they released? Uh, well, the, the, like the, the footage that they the showed. Footage, the yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: they just showed footage, apparently. They didn't yeah. even
3: show a full trailer. It was like a sizzle reel. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like too like, bad reputation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bad reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, the
0: cool thing is, like, the concept art of the vulture, if you look, like, his wings look <laughs> like two eyes, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh it's Cause awesome. Because it's got, like, fans in it. Yeah. yeah. And John um, Waters said all the right things when he was uh, talking about the film. I mean, yeah. John Watts, I'm sorry. I was like, John. Um, that would, that would be guys, I really yeah. think <laughs> Spider Man's
2: going to really just
3: swing into action. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and action. What do you think about the guy who, uh,
3: they revealed that the guy from, like, Dope and, uh, playing Flash Thompson. I like it. You like it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's so a good, they, actor. That's, He's that's good the, actor. That's the yeah. that's the real actual news from this week is that they they sort of unveiled who the, the, the like, who, the who the those actors are playing. Are, yeah. Um, yeah, and they're mostly other than Flash Thompson, they're mostly like more recent characters that yeah. Peter in the comics spends mm-hmm. more of his time as an adult with. Uh, but they sound interesting. It sounds like it's a um, which it's, made a, mean, it's which a cool take on. It. It. Other than Liz Allen, who's you know, yeah. Liz Allen's not necessarily recent, but anyway. Uh, so that's Spider-Man, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has definitely got Kurt Russell in it and he's playing Ego and Ego's going to be a dude and not a giant talking planet thing, well, which,
0: whatever. he can turn into a dude. I know.
1: Uh, so he might
0: start as a giant planet. Yeah,
1: I'd dude. be fine if he didn't. I'll, hmm. I'll, be honest, on this one, I'm going to side on the, like, Fantastic Four side of, yeah. eh, maybe we don't need him to be a fine... Eh, we'll see. I would rather, if they can get the relationship between him and his dad right and they don't turn him into a planet, I'm fine. If they turn him into a planet and it fucks up the, the the weird twisted relationship with him and his dad, then I'm not fine. Does that make sense? Yep. Characters so he, come first. Because
3: he's playing the living planet and the dad, right? It's supposed to be like they combine the character. Well, the
1: character is the...
3: Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, cool, Ego, the imagine. living planet, can turn into a dude. Yes. We have like he, He's still playing Star-Lord's dad. Like that character is still Star-Lord's dad, right?
1: Yes. The that character movie. is Star-Lord's dad.
3: Okay. I don't know much of the comics, so I'll, right. So make sure.
1: Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, something something. It got a title treatment with this amazing looking thing that looks like a yeah. the cover of a of a Sega Genesis game. Uh, thank you, Dan Weingart, for pointing that out to me. Um, the just the just uh, the whole news here is the font of Ragnarok. It's really cool. Moving on.
3: What was also the Hulk armor?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool too. But uh, it's, it's, I, it's
3: up, I think it's gonna end up being like the wackiest like movie.
1: That sounds great.
3: So
0: I'm that super sounds excited. Great. What? uh, I was going to follow that up with the wackiest, like, the Doctor Strange official trailer. Oh, dude. What am I watching? It looks awesome. Yes.
1: Uh, And I've never read any Doctor Strange and I'm going to have to go read a little Doctor Strange.
0: It's trippy. Yeah. Uh, I've read some of the early stuff because I like Ditko, obviously. Yeah. Um, And then they did this one with Spider-Man called Fever and it had that same kind of like, magic, mystical stuff going on. Yeah.
2: And, um, the Inception-y type of yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: and the thing is, is I love Scott Derrickson, mm-hmm. and that he has yeah. a huge budget now, yeah. Yeah. and I can see his touches everywhere. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, the, the trailers are gorgeous. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely exciting. One great um, issue
0: of
3: Doctor Strange is an issue where he talks to Danny Ketch and tries to separate Danny Ketch from Ghost Rider. Ooh. it's like a 40 page comic it's, it's super good so. I was going to talk
1: about something more exciting next but uh-huh. uh, instead it, I'll jump forward and say the Ghost Rider is going to be back on television uh, now that he's a part of the, uh, yeah. the MCU he's again the Ghost Rider you like
3: yeah he, uh, it, well here's the thing about that I read this news I'm very worried about this because Robbie Reyes he's my favorite Ghost Rider 100% but Robbie Reyes is like a high school dropout who like is still super young who takes who drops out of like, high school to take care of his brother and becomes like essentially a like car thief uh, and there's, like, a huge... You should definitely read the comic of Do- Robbie Reyes. It's, it's a, a beautiful-looking comic, and it's a great story as well. Mm-hmm. But they cast, like, a 35-year-old as him. And, huh. and I'm like, are they going to make it, like, an older, like, Robbie Reyes? Like, ye- like 10 years li- after it all happens? But, I mean, I'm totally going to watch it, 100%, because yeah. I love Robbie Reyes. But it's, it's an interesting casting choice for it me. It is.
1: It's, it's weird, because as you were describing that, I was like, that sounds exactly like the kind of character that the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would want well, on because like, since they're making, for them to for them to cast him old which I didn't realize that's that's because like one of
3: the big things about like the issues is that what happens is that like he starts losing his mind because of the spirit of vengeance yeah and Johnny Blaze comes in like mentors him oh okay for like cool. a long time and I thought like that sounds like a free form show waiting to happen mm-hmm. like yeah. high school age Ghost Rider being trained by veteran Ghost Rider I yeah. thought I mean whatever so. and then you
1: could get Nick Cage to come back and exactly. just do weird scene chewing scenes where he's like no dude you got calmed calm down yeah I
3: piss fire it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then they get Dan Cash I need to He's kill him. Gonna, gonna be amazing. Yeah. And then that all leads into a Ghost Racers like TV show, which is essentially Rocky Racers but with Ghost Riders. It's amazing. So,
1: so instead, let me tell you about the TV show you should be excited about. No,
3: I'm super excited for this too. So,
1: um, so this I, I will go out on a limb and say this is maybe the most exciting excited I've ever been for an X Men thing. Yeah. Um, is that Noah Hawley has a show coming to FX um that is the that's the the joint marvel or one of the joint marvel projects that Fox doing things the Fox. that they're doing called legion um which the tr- the trailer for which is basically just a dude interviewing this guy who is some kind of mutant and they don't explain what he is yet uh but just putting noah holly on it basically means that i will watch the shit out of this show uh i hope he doesn't it looks God. gorgeous uh, like the trailer yeah yeah um, it looks good the the actors um and the dialogue feels like cool. Super, yeah. Noah, Holly, I want to watch more Fargo. I have um, no idea. Plus it's Dan idea. Stevens, from, yeah, from, Stan Stevens. Yeah. from The Guest.
0: And Downton Abbey. Yeah. Um, He's an attractive man. He is very uh, he attractive. Is, though he
1: has like lost weight and gone like... Super late. Like, I almost didn't recognize him at first. Yeah, I did um,
0: read that he did that for that role. Yeah. He, like, uh, he
3: changed the way he looked. I don't know, I saw the trailer, I have no idea what the show's about, what it's Nothing powers are or anything. It. I'm super excited, though. Uh,
1: getting to the end of, actually, this is the first thing that happened uh, at, like at DCC, yeah. that like, where I was like, holy shit, these guys are... Because usually I feel like, or uh, SDCC, I feel like it. we come out of it and it's like, okay, we got some trailers, there's some stuff we already knew, and like some conversations were had. This year, like everybody pulled out their best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Marvel started it off by being like, hey, you want to see like trailers and shit for all of the Netflix shows that you really want to watch? Uh, so we got Luke Cage, a trailer, uh, which looks... All right, I don't think it's the best trailer, but I will trust them on I that l- show. I
3: love that trailer. Really? <laughs> it might I- be because I'm a huge like '90s hip hop fan, and like, okay. and also like, a Tribal Quest is producing the show, which I didn't realize until a couple days ago. Oh, okay. But, like, I'm like, I'm so on board now. I
1: just felt like it was all look how badass he is, and I was like, okay, it like, what's the cool. problem
3: with that? I'm
1: just saying <laughs> that's cool. It wasn't necessarily the best. Remember that Ray
3: turns the car door and slams it. So it turns some guy into a yeah. car door taco. Yeah,
1: that was cool. But that here's the problem. I've watched two seasons of Daredevil. That's what I expect. Okay. <laughs> like, that's, that's where
3: the bar is. Um, He's walking the hallway. People are shooting at him. It's just bouncing off. It's amazing. It's true. It's true.
1: Um, and then we also got the, the Iron Fist trailer,
3: uh, which is cool.
1: interesting because I've never read any Iron Fist, so I, I was interested, probably the most interested in that one because I was like, oh, yeah. cool. Like You're going to tell me a story Once I don't they know.
3: announced like, that they were going to make it, I started reading more of Iron oh, Fist. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm really excited. I think the character can be... Really interesting for uh, the MCU, especially for Netflix. So yeah, I don't know yeah. how they're going to afford to make it, but we'll see. Uh, so
1: Netflix has a shit ton of money. And even well, yeah, when they I mean, lose money, they, they get more money.
3: But like Iron Fist's backstory is he punches a dragon in the heart, and the dragon explodes, and that's how he gets his power. They
1: could make a dragon. They got dra- right. they got dragon money. Netflix yeah. definite. <laughs> if anybody has dragon money, it's Netflix. That's true. Um, and then we got like a funny little teaser that wasn't even real footage for Defenders, uh, and that was a thing. Uh, and then we'll move on to DC. Uh, which is where I'm sure I'll pick a fight. Uh, we got a trailer for Wonder Woman. Which I think it was, was pretty good. Was yeah. Yeah. It was great, yeah. Cr- this was this was the trailer that like, I watched it and I was like, yeah, this is the movie you should have done first. It like,
0: had
2: some interesting dialogue choices, but overall, a really good trailer. No, but it also yeah. had
0: the... Uh, what does Chris Pine say to her? Uh, I don't think you should do this. You don't tell yeah. me what to do. Yeah, what oh, you think no, no, doesn't matter. No no. yeah. That was yeah. really. Yeah. See,
1: so that scene is really. Like, that line I thought was really good. The where I come from, they call it slavery line is a little heavy handed. It is. Um, but it's okay. I think she looks great, though. I think, I think Gal Gadot the, is amazing. Um, she's the most amazing part of the next thing we're going to talk about, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a really cool trailer. I think all the action scenes look cool. Like, they convinced me in even the trailer that Wonder Woman is a badass, that her, she's doing all of this crazy, amazing stuff. Um, yeah, the
0: action scene that got me was when she was running through, like, the bunkers and had her shield up, and she yes. was, like, taking bullets. I'm like, oh, that's pretty badass. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, she wasn't just not getting hit by bullets. She mm-hmm. was like, yeah. it was. I mean, it's very much a Captain America kind of moment, which is it awesome. Is. Um so uh yeah anyway um and then we got some sizzle footage not a trailer uh for justice league uh which is interesting there is a stranger who comes to this village from the sea
2: he comes in the winter when people are hungry and brings fish He comes on the king tide
5: that was last night
1: Chuck. I believe that an enemy is coming from far away I'm looking for warriors This stranger others like him I'm building an alliance to defend us it's very important that I see this man
0: Barry Allen Bruce Wayne you said that like it explains why there's a total stranger sitting in the dark in my second favorite chair. He
2: said he'll fight with us? More or less. More, more or more, less?
0: Probably more or less.
2: He said no. He said no.
0: Look, man, I don't know who you are, but whoever you're looking for... fast that feels like an oversimplification
2: i'm putting together a team people with
0: special abilities you see i believe enemies are coming stop right there i'm in you are just like that yeah i i need friends Great. can i keep this
3: You. Didn't think you were real. I'm real and it's useful. Arthur Curry. I hear you can talk to fish. Um, um I'll say this is one that I like the most. Um, yeah,
1: I think you're crazy because yeah.
3: I I absolutely loved it. So
1: thank you. Like I like I saw it. I
3: was like I don't care because I haven't seen the Ultimate edition of Batman, uh, Batman v Superman yet. Yeah, you could tell it. me that it's like the wor- it's even worse than the theatrical version. Uh, the, the theatrical version was pretty oak Was I mean I'm not saying it is. I'm saying like, if you had told me that, yeah, and I knew that, and if I was like Batman v Superman is like the worst one ever, I would still 100 percent be on board for this. Film. Well, because
1: at least like that's in the past, right? Yeah. Like you should always when hope I, that the
0: next thing is good. When I watched this footage, I I. When I was watching, I said, you know, it's fun. They're pred- positioning Bruce Wayne to be Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, where I'm like, mm, I, but I will give it the benefit of the doubt. I think it looks cool. And I and so I'm, I am i don't know. I, I'm still up in the air on this because I don't know how they're trying to make it Avengers-like. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they're going to pull it off. Uh-huh. Uh, I did like the little bit with the flash. I thought it was yep. pretty fun. Yes,
1: the, yeah, the bit with the flash is my favorite part. Yeah. Other than Gal Gadot's one line, which I think, like in that moment, for me, she's like on point. I like that character.
0: Yeah, yeah because I, I like the, you know, he throws the battering or whatever, and he says, "I want you. I'm in." Yeah. Yes. Wait, you don't want to? No, I'll do it. And I mean, look at me, yeah. dude. I got nothing else going on. Ben Affleck's
1: response there is so good. <laughs> uh, and I do. I really like. I like that character because of that moment where he's like, "I, I need friends." Yeah. Um. I'll say this: It's them trying really hard to put comedy into their trailers because they think that they think that's what they're mm. they're missing. Um, I wouldn't ever put that in the trailer because that's such a good character moment to really make me love that character. Um, if this were a trailer, I would say this is a pathetic attempt at a trailer just because it's like this hodgepodge of, hey, here's these guys. We got to get you prepped because they're gonna like fight a demon or some shit. Because yeah. who find the box? Like it just. It feels so uh, desperate to try and be a lo- to to like put this together in this way, and it's not it's not a well edited thing.
0: No, and um, I think it's because it's so early in it. Like, yeah. it's not a trailer. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's, it's the thing. It's it's, it's, it's a it's sizzle reel. It's, it's stuff we have done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I it's mean, it's like, got. it's <laughs> when they were, right. like when they released
3: the first yes. uh, BBS stuff at Comic Con. They had released online. It's right. like yeah. it wasn't done yet, but like they right. still released it. So. Yeah, but
1: I, I but I think that yeah. Go ahead.
2: Let me ask you a question. What's your feeling on Iron Man Two?
0: Iron Man Two? Yeah, I, I think there's fun moments in it. I, I don't think it's. I think in the Marvel universe, I, I, I I'd say maybe it's about Batman the v of
2: Superman road. is the Iron Man Two
3: of the DC universe.
2: No, no. that's what I'm I thinking. Think
3: BVS is the Thor the Dark World of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You no,
2: know, my 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 opinion on this
3: is is that I'd say
0: it's the Daredevil of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Yeah, I would okay. say that's more on point. Well, um, okay.
3: I, I, no, I thought we were talking about, like, specifically MCU, but we are do with that I, I, like, well, If we're going to compare there, the there, MCU... Because I like, because... give a shit about well, any of those thing, characters. Well, here's the thing.
0: Is too hard for me to compare? Because uh, I'll talk about the Ultimate Edition. If you're talking about the theatrical version, the, the, the theatrical version had parts I really loved in it. Mm-hmm. BVS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know
1: BVS stands for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> or, or, a or B- B- big B- vagina syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. No, um, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't.
0: But
2: big vagina syndrome, rated
0: R. No, Zach, <laughs> take that out of your brain. Batman, <laughs> Superman to me is not as good as Iron Man two because it's th- th- Iron Man two still has a character I like. Yeah, and even yeah. E- and even the villain in Iron Man two but you can root for because he's kind of like you know I think Justin Hammer is a fun character. Um, I did, I'll, I'll talk about the Ultimate Edition later. Yeah, I was going to say, we should we should um, that. But yeah, I, I get where you're going with it, Zach. Yeah, it's, but it's I, the I, think, response. I still think Iron Man 2 is a pretty good movie. It's the response where
2: it's just like, trust us, we're getting a Justice League movie. In the same yeah. way that Iron Man 2 said, trust us, we're going to do an Avengers movie.
1: Trust us. Um. Cyborg's going to look like shit. And he also <laughs> apparently is an idiot who doesn't think that Batman is real even though Batman has saved the world clearly multiple times and has been around for 20 years, why does Cyborg not think Batman's real?
0: <laughs> I, know, I did like the line, though, is, uh, where, he, where he did say, he's like, I, I thought you were a myth, I'm always around when you need me, or whatever.
1: I, like, the, so. I like Ben Affleck's line. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying the setup requires Cyborg to be an idiot.
0: And, and Ben Affleck's great, so I...
1: Yes, Ben Affleck kills it in the trailer. He in Batman I Superman hear you too. can talk to fish.
2: Yeah. I like the Aquaman. I love too. that. I love that. Yeah. Like, that last line sold it for me. I was just like, I'm on board. I don't yeah. care. I don't care what they do. Suicide Squad could be shit. Uh, Wonder Woman could be shit. I don't care. I'm still on board for Justice League.
1: <laughs> uh, Wonder I hear you
2: chance. can talk to fish. Brad, Boom. what do you think of Justice ben League? Ben Affleck says this.
4: <laughs> I half-watched it while I was making Thunderbolt 2, so, like... Right. Yeah. No opinion yet? Well, <laughs> I, I, I it barely registered. I just yeah. remember sitting there going, like... It was a lot more, a lot funner than Batman versus Superman. Like true, yeah. yes. There's more humor here, but it also I was like, is this a trailer? Because it feels very like just scenes.
1: Oh yeah, so <laughs> well, and is, even like the audio is cut together in a way yeah. that's like really. It was on my tough. phone, so I didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. The, f- yeah. the first time I saw it, it was posted in some article from a third web third site or whatever, and it was called a trailer. And so I watched it. I was like, are you fucking serious? They did not release this. How long It's only yeah. been shooting
0: for? Like, two months.
3: Yeah I, was, yeah, I was like, I can't believe they have a trailer no already. Like this any this any effects really done. Months. I thought I th- it was
1: going to be like the Defenders thing, where it was mm-hmm. like, here's just some like almost still images that move. Yeah. So then when I saw it, I was. Yeah. I heard
0: them walking towards the camera in costume. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. But <laughs> well, it looks
0: yeah. fun. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. 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 it's just like the right stuff, only them in <laughs> yeah, costume. Totally. And That'd you're like, awesome. oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> like, why? I know you guys want to be Guardians of the Galaxy, but this is not how you do it. No.
4: Am I crazy, or does Aquaman have a jacket? He does. I think the first thing he does, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think when he's pretending to be a human, it's king, 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 king knight, king's
0: island.
4: I thought foregoing the orange scales for, like, tattoos was a pretty inspired idea, so I'm like, oh,
0: well, I think he's just trying to blend in. I I, I think in that scene he's, like, on the fisherman's wharf because he's, like giving those guys fish so they don't starve or something and Batman's looking for him. I mean, I think, so they've, made kind of him, blend I think
1: they've made him punk rock intentionally so that he'll never like, I don't think he's ever going to like have finned shoes that, or and anything You have like to that. modify
0: his powers anyways because he's a dumb character. X-Men strategy. Yeah. Give him a cool leather jacket. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you prefer yellow spandex? Uh, X-Men <laughs> 1 anybody? <laughs> yeah. Anybody?
4: I got you. No, I, got I, you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't prefer that.
0: Um, all right.
1: Cool, that's news. Unless I oh. miss anything that like people want to.
4: I read something. Okay, go ahead. The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah. I heard Some it. of the investors, uh, they took money from was it the Malaysian government?
3: I th- it was something like that. Or yeah. Ta-
4: Taiwanese government. It was
3: it was like a type of fraud. I know. Yeah. I uh,
4: they invested in the Wolf of Wall Street with government money yeah. from their country. Holy shit. And then kept the profits, and so the FBI was like, "Fuck that," <laughs> yeah.
3: and they're coming down to. Take them all to jail, and, and Holy it's shit. like it's like all of like the proceeds of Wall Street now now go to the FBI. Like, yeah. So wow. now it's like you could now make a film called The Wolf of the Wolf of Wall Street. Like. So a movie about somebody who scanned a bunch of people, which made by people let's who scammed people. right yeah. now <laughs>
1: That is absolutely fascinating. It's really, yeah. I think it's a really interesting story. Yeah. And as far back and as, as I can Comic-Con remember, I stuff. always
3: wanted to
2: embezzle money. Dun, 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 <laughs> I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> you, uh, have
0: you seen our buddy Zach Howard's drawing Venom covers? And they're pretty amazing. Oh, I haven't. There's oh, this one no. that I think is for, because uh, I don't read Venom, obviously. Right. But uh, there's, it's like the second to last issue uh, of this Venom run. And it's Spider-Man fighting with the symbiote. And he's like ripping it off. And I really wanted.
1: He did mention that he was he was actually having a lot of fun doing that stuff because he doesn't he doesn't love working for Marvel and doing that kind of stuff. Um, he just doesn't like doing the pages because he can't necessarily yeah, keep but, up. Yeah, but he did tell um, me he
0: loves doing covers. But yeah,
1: he said he really liked doing specifically those covers, like those. Yeah, it's were really pretty awesome. Fun. I
0: retweeted it because it's like Spider Man ripping the symbiote off, and it has like fangs and tongue lashing at him.
1: Oh, that was in. I think I think he said that in. Uh, they've got a podcast Z squared that people should go listen to. Um, that uh, I think in there he talked about those issues. It's so pretty it sweet. Cool. So I just wanted that. to
0: mention that because he's drawing Spider-Man. He does a really cool Spider-Man. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, real quick, Gary Marshall died.
1: Oh, my, oh my God, and Gary Marshall died. Yeah, Holy we should
2: shit. talk about the legend who created Happy Days.
1: Uh, so many
2: things. <laughs> Sorry,
1: Sad to, days didn't now. Didn't mean to bring yeah. it down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dick Van Dyke Show.
0: What? He was on the what?
1: Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah, he worked on the Dick Van Dyke Show.
0: Oh, he yeah, did. He, he was. He, yeah, he he he's a writer. Write him, yeah. yeah
1: he didn't, um, yeah, he obviously did not create the Dick Van Dyke show.
4: Did he, by proxy, make Livern and Shirley and Mark and Vindy? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Um,
2: the, Gary,
5: yeah. uh,
2: I, I, struggle, that, I, wax I I struggled with
1: this. That's poetic
2: for a second. I struggle with this. Because Gary Marshall is very important to my childhood. Uh, Happy Days was very important to my childhood, so really? by proxy, Gary Marshall is very important to my childhood. Um... Gary was more than a force of nature. He was a comic force of nature. Um, he managed to create some very, very timeless characters. Um, in an age now where we live in where it's hard to create one memorable character. Um, I
1: mean, except for the the Marvel Universe. Well. <laughs> Sorry, I'm such an asshole. Is
2: Fonzie a superhero?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, he actually he is. He, actually, he jumped he has, a shark. Actually, you know to Scratch say.
2: that. Gary Marshall might be the first creator of superheroes in television.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just uh, hit the jukebox Yeah, he was, in, in
2: yeah, and yeah, he was a
1: mutant. He a- could control electrical <laughs> e- equipment, yeah.
2: Um, but he also directed Pretty Woman. Yeah. Um, and I know that his later work hasn't <sighs> been as well respected.
1: Dude, it doesn't matter. The guy was having fun. Like, you look yeah, at those Valentine's Day movies and Mother's Day, he's like, I'm going to make movies that are happy, yeah. that make people happy, yeah. like that, that, yes, make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Like, he's what, what was he? He was like seventy years old, and he's making a, yeah. more money. No, I mean when he made those movies, he's making more money than most directors. Like, yeah. right. Yeah. No. Like, you don't have to like those movies. You just have yeah. to watch other people pay to go see them.
3: And it's like, uh, and it's like the Amistad movies, where like everyone who works on it has the greatest time working on it. Like he's apparently like, he who was, oh, yeah. was like one of the greatest people in Hollywood to work with. Oh so. yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. And, I mean, at that point, you're basically retired. You're doing what you love for fun.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: and there's nothing wrong with that, and and I yeah. feel that. I think we lost something big yeah, with yeah. Gary. Well, I, I really do. I, I, I just, I, I, I'm i sorry. I'm trying to find the words for it, and I can't because, dude, re- remember when he jumped over the trash cans at Arnold's?
1: We, do you remember that? We did not lose anything with Gary. We got a lot from Gary.
2: That's true. That's true. We Thank did you get sir. a lot
1: from Gary. Cool. Uh Yeah. So that's a terrible way to end the news section. Brian, what are we doing next?
0: This is what's coming out on Blu-ray.
1: Cool. Uh, And just like the longest podcast ever, there's a lot of shit this week. Uh, Hardcore Henry is coming out. Henry? Henry? Hey, How you doing? I'm good. Moving on.
3: Uh, What's it like being hardcore? <laughs> no, it's all right. Just walking down the street, they're like, man, that
4: guy's hardcore. I'm like, yeah, you're damn right I am. Are you I'm hardcore enough? <laughs> Next yeah. time someone asks you that, just
3: say it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: speaking of other movies I forgot about this year, The Boss is getting an unrated Blu-ray release. That is oh. the worst one
3: I've seen all this year. Did you really? see it? Kristen yeah, Bell? it's 100% the worst one She doesn't one I've seen. save it? not at, at all. No, I wish Uh, it would, but it's the worst film. Really, it's worse than Independence Day Resurgence? 100% worse.
1: I was going to say, because Independence Day Resurgence was fun.
3: No, Uh, it wasn't. This one is not anything.
1: Well, speaking of a movie that's better, apparently, than The Boss, uh, Criminal, which isn't great, but it's got Gal Gadot in it, and she's all right, and uh, you get to watch Kevin Costner be weird. Um, It's a watch. I saw it. It's a watchable, mostly fun movie that should be Netflixed on a plane. All right, cool. Or, like, rented before you get on a plane. You, one of the, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, watch, it on a, yeah. watch Criminal on a plane. That's what I'm saying. It's all right. Um, street, uh, no, Sing, Sing street.
3: street. I, didn't mean, I really want to see that, so. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, uh, I have also wanted to see that uh, and have not gotten a chance to. So now's my chance. Um, <laughs> the Stanley Cup from last year, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the New World is getting a Criterion edition this week, which I just love the cover of. Yeah. yeah. I've unfortunately seen The New World, so huh. I'm not going to buy this movie. Yeah.
0: The um, cover's great.
1: The New World's not a terrible movie. It's, it's a beautiful. <laughs> I
3: would say it's probably <laughs> Terrence Malick's worst film, though. It's
1: it's boring at times, and the last ten seconds are amazing. Yeah. Why is Criterion
0: um, giving this a? Real
2: because it's, because Terrence it's Terrence Malick. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Because Terrence on. Malick is very everything he makes is beautiful. going
3: to. Yeah. Yeah. and bleh. he does make nice looking movies. Yeah. That bleh. was like in <sighs> in between phase when he like stopped making films of plots. Yes, and like, but he couldn't find his art style that he had with yeah. real life. So, but he wasn't
1: making movies with like nudity and horrible like people killing are themselves.
3: You, are you dissing the greatest films of our past ten years? Uh, yes, uh, Barber <laughs> uh,
1: Speaking of movies that are better than Terrence Malick's most recent films, uh, Barber The next cut. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I didn't see that, but I bet it is. Um, it's, it's all right. John Travolta's got a straight to DVD movie called I Am Raff. Moving on. It looks amazing. Uh, last week we talked about a weird Anthony Perkins movie, so here's one called Five Miles <laughs> to Midnight uh, with Sophia Loren in it. Uh, it's kind of a cool cover, so that maybe it's a, se- that a it's a sexy wartime. movie. Uh, yeah. the uh, The official sequel to Jacob's Ladder, Jacob's Hammer, <laughs> uh, is coming out this week. Yes, yeah, so repair one of the rungs. That's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, for the record, not an actual sequel to Jacob's Ladder. Oh, uh, I wish For it was. anybody who didn't <laughs> that know. That was just a but great setup. You should go look up. It's the only reason I read that Blu-ray, because it looks like garbage. Um, I'm sure it's a fine film. No, I'm not. Uh, anyway.
4: <laughs> is the tagline, it's Hammer Time? <laughs> oh, I wish No, <laughs>
1: I have to go back to it. I wish it was. It's just a cover of this, like, it's a t- poorly taken photo of a child in a hoodie with a with a ball peen hammer,
3: Jacob wants to come out and play.
1: Yeah, in the with the worst font. Yeah, um, it's th-
3: man that doesn't even look real.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't look real. It looks terrible. Um Har- kind of looks like the
2: opening of like one of those old Nickelodeon teen shows. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. They have no, it big does. Posters. Yeah. Yes, it does.
1: Um, Harmontown, the documentary about Dan Harmon's trip across the country recording his podcast Harmontown. Uh, which is a really great podcast that I've recently gotten into. Um, It's got a DVD release this week. I don't know. Hold on. We've got to get to the good stuff. Okay, cool. Um, Okay. Paul Verhoeven's weird movie called Tricked, where he outsourced the entire movie, is getting a DVD release this week. Honestly, I want to watch this because it sounds fascinating. Um, so basically he recorded like the first 10 minutes and then put it online and other people filmed their own versions of what oh. happened and he, then he took all of them and edited together a story out of their weird stuff. Because uh, huh. Paul Verhoeven is weird. Uh, the boy who cried wolf.
0: Werewolf. Werewolf.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. The, yeah, I got really into it.
0: That, that's a shout fact, uh, screen factory that, uh, that movie was long lost and they found like a print I forget where they found it. It's a really interesting uh. story if you go to their website you can read about it.
1: The uh, the tagline. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the tagline on this is possible in this day and age. Those <laughs> who don't believe are dead. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of fact. They're dead now. Those people who didn't believe in the werewolf dead. Nice. All of them dead. I have a Scream Factory <laughs> coming this week. <laughs> I bet you do. And it's genuinely one of the coolest looking Scream Factory releases I have ever seen. Please go look up Hellhole from <laughs> Scream Factory. Um, so, first, I'm going to describe the cover to you. There is this very 70s looking doctor uh, with an evil glowing syringe. And he's pulling back the neck of a beautiful blonde woman whose shirt is conveniently open and who didn't wear a bra today. Um, and he's clearly going to inject her with the glowing white read, goo. Read the. Uh, read it's the text. Okay, cause oh, hold on, the H cousins Ryan. Ryan, don't worry, I'm saving the best for last. Um, and then below, like, there's just a, there's like the silhouette of two women fighting, and then there's a woman. There's a picture of a woman like running through like a gate. But here's the tagline, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. I I have to prepare my instrument. Ladies and gentlemen, (coughs) James Hart. Captives, stripped naked, forced to submit to the ultimate experiment. Pray they don't succeed.
0: Um, I pre-ordered this one because... Of course you did. uh, The Scream Factory guy said... uh, I remember that their facebook post they said this is sleazy even for us (laughs) so so i i pre-ordered it that day
1: oh this is an incredible blu-ray to behold i mean genuinely the most the most pleasing moment this week was finding this blu-ray and staring at the cover for a while
2: i'm sorry ryan I, I can get down with Scream Factory. This just sounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. This just sounds like something I'm not down for. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: let you know next week. Oh, I'm in. Oh, I'm 100. Please down for review this. it so I'm, before I sit
2: down and watch it.
1: I'm 100 percent in. I've so. seen
2: Women in Cages. I've seen, like, <laughs> those films.
1: Look, I've seen Women in Cages, but these <laughs> captives being experimented on, not down. <laughs> not down. Um, totally. We'll anyway.
0: Scream Factory's uh, Comic-Con lineup, I forgot to mention, they're putting Bubba Hotep in a collector's <gasps> edition. No oh, shit, Whoa, shit, really? Wait. Yeah. Fucking cool. That's Man. the one I'm excited for. The other ones yeah. are cool, but that's the one I'm excited for. That's the big news. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. almost like they're becoming the Criterion where every now and then they're yeah. like, well, you all already love, like, you all know about this. We're going to put one out anyway, so yeah. we, we'll make money with this, and then we'll still be able to put out Hell Hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Because they Which were waiting to
2: release Hell Hole
0: yeah. for so and long. See, you know, they, they need more yeah, imprints like this because yeah. Hell Hole or something like, they're also releasing uh, the original Willard. Stuff like that gets like, lost. And so if they put it on Blu-ray, then it finds audiences. And it might not be the best movies. I remember uh, one of the tweets that Sh- uh, Screen Factory loved the most of mine is, um, Howling 2 is a horrible movie. But they still made it the transfer great. They put cool extras on it. Yeah. And they know it's shit. Yeah, They said so in their post. They're like, yeah, we know this is like a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah. But doesn't mean people can't enjoy it. And yeah. they are the wrong. right. Is right. Howling
1: 2 the marsupials?
0: No, that's three. Three, okay, all right. This one is, your sister's a werewolf. Are you still a werewolf? Uh, so the actual title, though, in like Europe was The Howling 2, and it was, sh- uh, was it Sherpa, Sher- Serba, she- Serbia, something, Sherba Bitch is pretty awesome. <laughs> Sherba Bitch. Yeah, I don't know, I have, the- oh, you can look at the cover, I'll show you. That's um, fantastic. Okay. We also cool. watch movies every week. We do. This is what we watch this week. <laughs> Henry, what did you watch this week? <gasps> uh...
3: I, I was, like, preparing for 48, but so I wasn't trying to... I don't watch a lot of stuff on the weekends. Yeah.
0: So, uh... I that, I guess. Nope.
3: Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: think so, if I think of anything, I'll James? come back to so. <laughs> Yeah, what'd you watch this week? Uh, I'm
1: gonna move through the two things that aren't worth talking about as much, and then get to the shit that needs to happen. So, uh I watched Labor Day this week, uh which is the Jason Raitman movie that, for some reason, as much as I love him, I had not seen until now. Um I have a bunch of Blu-rays that I've bought oh, that i never a watched. Oh, that's the Kate Winslet one. Yes. Yep. Um, I have a bunch of Blu-rays that I've bought, but I haven't watched, so I turned them down um, so they stick out of the shelf so that it's annoying as hell to try and make myself watch them. But uh, unfortunately, half of them are silent films, so it doesn't work that well because I have to... Like, silent films, I have to sit and, like, you actually know... watch. Yeah. Um, I watched
0: one this week. Oh,
1: cool. Ooh. Yeah, I need... To, anyway, we'll get there. Um, so Labor Day, I, I think it's actually pretty good. Like, I enjoyed yeah. it quite a bit. It is a hardcore romance movie. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that's disappointing about it for me as a as a fan of all of Jason Reitman's other movies, that I, I, I think his other movies are challenging in a way that this movie is not, you know? Um so all the things that I love about men, women, and children are not in this movie. Um, but it is a really well made, like, romance movie. I, th- I think it's him challenging himself to be like, hey, can I take this sometimes hacky uh genre and tell a really good story that is character focused, and, and he does. I I think yeah. he does a wonderful job. There's a few moments where I'm like, ah oh, man, like, you should have leaned on that plot more. You should have done, you know, like like some stuff just gets a little bit short thrift. Um, and there's like this almost masturbatorily long pie making scene in the middle that I understand its importance, but I think it's like so on the nose and stupid that it, it holds the movie back. Um but I do enjoy it. I, I I thought it was fun.
3: I think it's like my least favorite of his films. Oh uh, absolutely. But yeah. I think I still really enjoyed it. I think it's the only film he's made where it's based on something else too. I think all of his other films yes. are original films. Well
1: so. well no, because um no, that's not true. Because uh um Up Thank you for smoking air. Thank You for Smoking is based on a book oh, and Up in the wrong. air Up in the air is based on a book I'm completely He wrong. actually more often than oh and Men Women, Women Children is based I'm on 100% a book I'm hundred percent wrong now. Yeah uh Juno is the only thing that he that was original and he didn't write it.
3: Oh. oh, no, a and no, young adult, A young, young adult. adult. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay,
3: I'm 100 um, wrong. He
1: usually, wrong usually uh, uh, adapts books. It's actually okay. what he likes. Never mind um, them In fact, if you write a book and you really don't want the uh, the director to fuck with it, don't let Jason Reitman direct it, because okay. I've read up in the air the book,
3: nothing like the movie. You've proven that I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. Um, no, no, it's not, it's, not, it's not about you being wrong. <laughs> it's just about, like, Jason Reitman's really cool, and that's specifically a thing yeah. that he does well. Okay. Um. So I, I also and you're watched... Wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I also watched Night and Day, which I've owned for a long time, um, but Cruise? hadn't watched. Yeah, with Tom Cruise. Because um, my, dad's my parents were like, hey, this movie is good and you should see it. So I bought it for a dollar at the TradeSmart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bizarrely less than the sum of its parts, I feel like. Yeah. Like something about it, like there's so many great things about it. I love the actors. I think that the overall um, tone of the movie uh, and some of the really great dialogue that those two have together, like I think their chemistry is really good. I think the tone of the movie is really good. I think the action scenes in the movie are really good. Um, I think Paul Dano is really good. I don't know that the plot, like, the sto- the actual story is that good. And maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe the exposition's in all the wrong places, and so yeah. it just, like, somehow the movie just lists a little to one side. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that is, is to say that the movie is good and not a sleeper gold, like...
0: Yeah, I, I think it's about a middle of the road Tom Cruise movie. Yeah.
1: It, I think what I'm saying is, if the movie had knocked it out of the park, this could have been a Shane Black-style film. Yeah. And it's not quite there, because it's not him. You know? It's just, it, some of the parts are not, they don't fall together quite right, right? Because the truth is, the plot there is just as stupid and silly and, and simple as the nice guys, right? Like, the plot of the nice guys is not... Some amazing thing, but the characters are so rich, and the scenes are all so mm. well paced and so la- you know well laid out that it 's brilliant um, whereas this like there's just times where you're like, okay, this is the scene where we learn about the battery and she goes to his folks' house mm-hmm. you know yeah, no, and I it's agree. decent it just doesn't doesn't kill it the way it yep. could um, uh, speaking of killing it though uh, I watched this I watched stranger things this week um, I watched the whole thing, um, so i can't talk about all of it because i don 't want to spoil it. Uh, I will say that this is one of the most interesting and fun shows I've watched for a while. Um, maybe the most excited I've been for a show since the first season of Fargo. Uh, I ended up, I watched the first episode on a Sunday night, and I texted Ryan, and I was like, hey, dude, I'm like 10 minutes into this episode. You should totally check this out. It's really good. And, uh, and so I watched the one episode, and I was like, this is cool. Like, you know. Um, uh, uh, What's-Her-Face? Ronan Ryder, like, had dropped some lines in the beginning that are like, uh, oh, that seems a little weird. Um, But it's just, you know, a lot of cool stuff happening. I was interested in the mystery. And the next night, about 6 o'clock, I start the second episode, and I didn't stop watching until I was done at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> because every time an episode would end, I was just like, fuck, I, I, I'm, I have to keep going. Like, this is really good, nice. and I don't care. I'll go without sleep. Um, I actually ended up regretting it, because then the next day I was like, what, well, I don't have any more Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Stranger Things is a TV show inspired by all the things in the 80s that everybody loved, uh, almost sickeningly so. So if you don't like nostalgia, especially when it's fed to you in, like, drowning synth. amounts. Um, yeah, right. No, everything. Not just the synth. Like... The 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 Stephen King stuff, the John Carpenter stuff that's in this movie, all the Spielberginess that's in the movie. Um, you want kids riding bicycles away from cops? Good, it's in this movie. Like everything that you love about the 80s feels like it gets shoved into this movie um, to a, to such a point that some people are gonna watch it and go like, I this is too much. Like this is stupid. It's too much. You know. Um, I think it's really amazing though. Uh, the characters are really fantastic. There's some brilliantly creepy moments. Uh, anybody who's watched it, the scene where Winona Ryder gets in a closet is fantastic and sad, and and she wants her son short short version because in the first episode her son uh, actually before like the first title card even her son goes missing, um, and uh, once her son really goes missing and she starts sort of descending into madness as she tries to figure out where he's gone, Winona Ryder starts. Absolutely killing it in the show. Uh, When she's trying to be normal at the beginning of the show, it's not very good. Like, when she just thinks, like, oh, her son, you know, didn't make it to school this morning, or, you know, he left before I made cereal for him. Those scenes are rough and not very good, but once she starts really having to be weird, she's fantastic. Um, I think uh, all of the child characters are, like, really well done. Um, I actually... Didn't realize it wasn't based on a book until like three or four episodes in. Um, And, you know, the poster is amazing. Uh, I I can't speak highly enough about the show, even at the end when I think some of the last few things that happen in the main plot end up being like, okay, like you had to wrap this up and you had to do it in a way that was emotionally impactful and this is how you did it. And I don't—it's not my favorite version of like I—I I, I think like oh man, what if you had tweaked that or what if you had done that? But that's like me being super perfectionist about a thing that at that point I was willing to completely forgive, forgive because they had told me a, a really fun story that was original and interesting and had characters that I enjoyed spending time with, uh, and they were brave enough that even when they were telling like a mystery show, they would let the characters go off and. Do things that didn 't actually progress the story at all um, there's a there 's an episode where most of like half of the episode is in a bizarre little homage to um, Stand by me that doesn 't get the characters any closer to where they need to be, but is just a great time for those characters to fight and break up and not like each other and like vent some of their frustration they're 10 years old by the way um, but, but it's a really great little sequence that's really important for the character arc of those of these kids uh, and for me to talk that way about like a weird little out of nowhere f- fantasy sci-fi mystery show that ended up on Netflix that no one really was paying attention to until like a week and a half ago um, was is just really impressive uh, I think that they did a, a, a fantastic job so I, I genuinely can't recommend the show enough um, anyway, did anybody else watch it?
3: Do they open it up for a second season?
1: I don't want to answer that question. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so don't answer that question. I, I'll, I'll say it a different way. Fargo got a se- second season. Okay. Okay, cool. That's not necessarily an answer I, to I your question. So it's
3: like, it's possible they could do it, even if there's they, an ending or not. So. If they
1: don't, I will find someone.
3: Well, I think how I, about I say it that yeah. way? I think how Netflix works is like, uh, every show is guaranteed two seasons as long as the creators want two seasons. So
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in this case, like, they they did a good job. They did a good job.
3: Okay. So I should watch it then. You
1: should watch the show. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay, then. Um.
1: And if you've watched the first couple episodes and you're like, James, I really hate this, I hate everything about it, uh-huh. then I'll tell you what happens.
3: Okay, cool. Sweet. So, yeah.
1: Neat. Cool. Anyway, that's everything I watched.
0: Zach, what would you watch?
2: I didn't watch John Carpenter for children. Hey, hey, whoa! No, that's actually enduring, because I actually did, I did watch the Stranger Things pilot. Oh cool. Um I actually liked it. I dug it. Um I don't think Winona the writer's phoning anything in or anything. Oh no like no, that, I think it's but...
1: just I, I think her first episode is clunky. Uh,
2: yeah, um, and I and I didn't want to interrupt you during your poetic diatribe. Poetic diatribe of uh Rhetoric. what it was. Um no, it's interesting. It's uh, I say John Carpenter for children because it's that's an enduring thing to say for sure. it because it's handling some some interesting Lovecraftian themes within a Goonies-like setting. So it's very interesting. Um, I can't wait to watch more episodes of
1: it. Um, It's funny, if I can interject really quick. I, I keep hearing metaphors where people say stuff like that, where it's like, it's Goonies, but with more, like, scarier monsters. Or like, it's Stephen King meets Steven Spielberg. And every single time somebody makes up their own metaphor, they're completely different, they're all 80s references, and they're all bizarrely accurate.
2: Except for mine because mine was uh, an 80s reference mixed with Lovecraftian. There's
1: Lovecraftian shit in there. You haven't gotten to that part yet. I like know. that's my point. But like, it feels
2: there's... but it feels like that based off of the tone Sure. Oh no. Um a hundred percent. Just like just like the thing is not necessarily pure Lovecraftian, but you can feel the Lovecraftian yeah. influence within it.
1: Yeah. My point is just it's referencing so many things that every time I hear somebody make a like a an analogy of what the show is, it's always different but bizarrely correct. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I wanted to add.
2: Uh anyway. Um uh the other things that I watched this week, uh, I saw Finding Dory. Cool. Um I was actually very, very moved by it. <laughs> um, they made a movie about mental illness. Uh, good yeah. for them. Uh, it, it made me feel very, very confident in myself. Because <laughs> uh, I, uh, I know
0: a fish is dumber than I am. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, that to know that there's a fish smarter than I am, honestly. There you go. No, it was just... Uh, they, they, I just thought it was a very, very brave film to make uh, for Pixar. Um, I loved Ed O'Neill as the um, Yeah, I was a huge fan of Albert Brooks's performance this time around um, because he was just a little bit more comical and a little bit more wishy-washy than uh, the straightforward narrative of Finding Nemo. Not to say the finding EMO is not good. What do you say about finding EMO? I, I said that I <laughs> you're just messing me up now. Yep. At this point, um, so Finding Dory was a really fun movie. Um, I absolutely lost my shit in the. So you guys have already seen it. So spoiler alert. Um, when Dory is lost in the uh drain, at, at, when she gets pushed out the drain,
1: the second time she gets lost. She
2: she get, the second time she gets lost. Yes. I I I started crying. I just start crying. I couldn't help it. But.
1: Yeah, that part of the movie gets rough. Like, that happened, and I was yeah, like, wait, just, it's right. Wait. Be,
2: it's right before she discovers something about the shells. Yes. And right. that's all I'll say, because yeah. I don't want to spoil the big reveal. No, I agree. Um, uh, What else did I watch? Um, I So I'm continuing the Clint Eastwood Marathon, which is going to... uh The next article is going to be about musical Clint, and I thought I'd give you a little preview with the movie Bird. Has anybody seen the movie Bird? No, it's about yes. the saxophonist Charlie Parker. You have seen it, Henry? Yes. Let's talk about it for a second. Okay, cool. I mean, I saw it a long time ago. So how
3: how long depressing I is that movie? <laughs> I mean, much like pretty much all of Clint Eastwood's films, it's pretty depressing. So. Dark
2: and depressing, and yeah. very underlit.
3: Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm a big like Eastwood fan. Yeah, uh, and so like, I mean, I like his style regardless. So
2: yeah, the, the, the Bird is. Uh, I would honestly say that Bird is one of the most ambitious films he's ever made. Yeah, as far as his in filmography so far that I've experienced. Yeah. It's, it's an ambitious story to tell because yeah. it is about a saxophonist who is black in uh, the 1940s. Does he play Bird? No. he
3: doesn't. Thank God. Oh, that'd that would be amazing.
1: That would be really Bird. terrible. <laughs> Does he sing in the movie? No. Okay, cuz when you said musical Grand When you said musical Clint, I was like, "Oh, he's going to do Paint Your Wagons." And then you didn't. No. So, uh, that, I assume well, you're getting you it.
2: haven't you haven't seen the rest of the lineup for I, um, I know, that's why I'm, I'm very point.
1: interested in Bird.
2: Um, so no Bird is uh, is straight up about a saxophonist. Okay. Um what's interesting is Forrest Whitaker plays Charlie Parker in the movie, and he gives this very eloquent performance that I, I would almost describe as very, very Robert Downey Jr. esque. I wouldn't say because that's just the way the character pops out to me. Like he's very sarcastic, very snarky, but he does have a grounding to him. And so it's it's almost like RDJ before there was RDJ. Yeah. Um. It, it's very, very fascinating. I couldn't. I I don't think I could describe it any other way. Uh, than that. Uh, the musical sequences in it are great. Um, it, it's it's one of Clint's most ambitiously directed films. Hmm. Um, so I would honestly say it's in the top ten of yes. his filmography so far. Because huh. I am going to do a top ten list at the end of the... um to what saga you're doing. Yeah, at the end of the saga that I'm doing, I will do a top ten list. And right now, Bird is at least at number nine. Yes. So... Um, that's, it's got that going for it.
3: It's not, um, like, one of my favorite, like, Clint Eastwood films, but it's because, like...
2: But it's, but it's so good that you just can't ignore it.
3: Yeah, it's, like, well, I think the problem with it for me is that, like, I saw it when I saw, like, three of his films back-to-back, uh-huh. and two of them became, like, my, two of my, like, in my top 20 films of all, or maybe, like, top 50 of all time. Which two were those? Uh, Grand Torino, ironically, and, uh, <laughs> Million Dollar Baby, and Bird, I just forgot. So. Okay, fair enough.
2: It's it's hard when you've got Clint acting in yeah. them to to, yeah. to remember Bird, but um, no, I, I would put Bird as one of his more as yeah. one of his one of his best yeah. made films.
3: It's worth a rewatch. I mean, I think I saw it back in like two thousand like eleven. So
2: if you can find a good copy of it, because this is the problem, it's not on Blu-ray. Uh-huh. I had to watch it on DVD. And it was you a terrible unfortunate copy. Soul. It was a terrible copy. Yeah. Um it was absolutely uh a shot to shit. Yeah. Um, so that sucks. So I, I understand now what you're saying when you say don't go to D V D anymore, Ryan. Yeah,
0: <laughs> fuck D V D.
2: You said go to Blu ray, <laughs> and sure enough, there I've tried to find a copy of Blu- Bird on Blu ray. No Doesn't dice. Exist. No yeah. does not exist, no dice. So Warner Brothers, um, you know that forty film collection that I bought from you guys? Make it Blu ray. <laughs> and I'll buy it again. I'll spend <laughs> my money on you guys. Why not? Fair. You're Warner Brothers. What the fuck are you going to do? Anyway. <laughs> you need the money. So. Uh, the last thing that I watched this week, so I decided to watch Pokemon again. I don't know the whole, why. Which, which one? Show? The, the Indigo League. So it's the original 90s series. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know why I decided to watch
1: this.
0: Is it because of the very popular bad game? It could be My that. Her life's playing that like crazy. Is she really? It's when so I've, much fun. When I've been driving, oh. she's just going down there going dink.
3: It's dink, so it's so good dink. to play like as a passenger in a car. It's so great. Uh, I I I will say this: I've caught a Vulpix
2: today, and I caught a Meowth yesterday. Nice. So I already won the game because I, I, I caught the most wisecracking Pokemon of all time. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot
0: he is the bad guy. Like. Yeah,
1: he is the bad guy. <laughs> You're gonna catch it in the Meowth if you don't move on. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah, I like that. Uh, long like, story short, um, sorry, sorry, mom. I had to say that one. It was too funny, and it was just out there. It was just there, and I had to take it. You're going to off in Zach's mouth? Right.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't explain it, Brad. She didn't get the joke the first time. Anyway, go ahead, Zach.
2: So, as we were talking about, you were going to drop something in my mouth.
1: No! <laughs> you said something about Pokemon.
2: No, split, split up <laughs> we're watching Pokemon. Long story short, Pokemon, um, I've come to this conclusion. It's a bunch of vaudeville humor stuck in uh, the 90s. So it's basically everything I've ever wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very, very, like, confused by how I feel about this show. Um, but I'm gonna keep going through the whole show and I'll uh, determine my uh, full consensus on
3: it on a later episode. If uh, if you want a good season, uh, Battle Frontier was I think 2004, maybe 2005. I don't um, think I want to look for another season of
2: this. <laughs> well, Battle
3: Frontier is good because it's like it's like purely kind of just action battles. I'm just fun, curious,
2: so. like. How are these? How is this ten-year-old boy still traveling throughout, searching for Pokemon? They don't explain
3: it. There's a theory, though. Who cares? Yeah. I, don't watch Pokemon. Watch Stranger Things. I got It's fine. Like,
2: <laughs> I gotta know why a ten-year-old boy got sent out in the middle of the woods to catch animals. <laughs>
3: then, <laughs> the then
1: keep watching, Zach. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. I, the I'm,
3: first episode, he sees Ho Ho flying in the sky. Ho's magical powers; he can stop. Ho can stop time and give whoever sees Ho Ho flying in the sky eternal happiness. Ash's eternal happiness is to be searching for Pokemon's entire life. This is all terrible. Blew it away. Blew it away from me. Sorry. Um, That's how they explain it.
2: No, that's fine. That's
3: what it is. Celebi can time travel and choose a Pokemon, um, too.
2: And I actually did watch one thing uh, else la- uh, this week. Um, I sat down and I watched...
0: <laughs> I love how you... <laughs> It's better be better than Pokemon.
1: <laughs> it is
2: better than Pokemon. Um, uh, I uh I uh, in honor of the RNC, I watched the worst possible Halloween movie imaginable. Oh, did you really? <laughs> Three. Halloween Five: Revenge of Michael Myers.
1: Yeah. Is that the porn one? No, that's Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> that's Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, long story short. wait, wait, wait
1: is is that the boat one?
2: No, that's Friday eight. That's again Friday, wait, oh, Halloween. not Halloween.
1: So wait, there's that many Halloween movies? Halloween doesn't involve a boat. Oh wait, no, wait. Halloween is Manhattan. No. Halloween five okay. is Manhattan. The
4: no, boat one is Friday the thirteenth. Jason takes Manhattan. Oh okay. Okay.
2: Ryan, do I have permission to strangle him? Yes. yes. Wait, so wait, wait let, me, let, let me
0: say it like Halloween. Sam Lewis. You son of a bitch. <laughs> say, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. So what happens in Halloween? Why are there five Halloween movies? No, there's like there's ten?
4: there's ten. Look over. <laughs> it, you can see it on the shelf right there. Why no, right, it's fine. over there too? Oh,
2: it's a big pumpkin. How do you not see the big ass pumpkin? Wait, uh, so what? Halloween five. Long story short, Loomis. Loomis, Loomis. proclaims evil. Oh,
1: Halloween's the series where they keep making him like this time he's cursed or this time he's not cursed. No, that's that's Friday the Thirteenth.
2: Fuck. No. Nope. Yeah. What? No, he's right he on Halloween. Sometimes he's Halloween. cursed, sometimes he's not cursed. Oh, and ho- but it's Halloween. It's not Friday. Okay, so this yeah. is the
1: one where sometimes he's cursed, and everybody hates that, but then sometimes he's not cursed. Mm-hmm. He's like a demon or some shit. I thought sometimes for a, he's a second just a you mad were fucking
2: with me, but now I realize no, you're sincere. No, I genuinely <laughs> don't.
1: Five years. Go back for all five years. Every time someone says Halloween or one of these, I don't know what's what. Halloween the is the one Is
0: hell. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. Oh my god! I can we get through this.
5: <laughs>
1: okay, uh, so anyhow,
2: what's Halloween Five? Halloween Five is the is the incredibly untrue story of how uh, uh, Michael Myers somehow comes back from the dead again, and uh, Loomis proclaims evil and shit just goes uh, he wrong. He went down a
0: river, dude. Yeah,
2: you know what? Is how it how river he comes sticks? down that river is fucking un. It's unfathomable. Yeah. Well. <laughs> He somehow manages to avoid being buried alive in a ditch and just rolls uh, out of the, r- into mine. the river. I'm not saying. I thought you loved Halloween. Get I Halloween do love right. that. Hallo- I do love Halloween. I don't like Halloween 5.
1: Is, is there a deluge of rain that pushes the body out of the mine and into the river? Yes, there
2: is. Then it's brilliant. <laughs> I think you're
1: right. I think that, Combined
2: with an explosion that just somehow pushes the force of Michael's body to just push out into the river, I think and, that makes sense. and carefully drift him down the river He's to a blind a hobo. man who so, takes uh, care of him. And by the way, this blind man has a parrot. Like, there's,
1: I think this sounds a like a brilliant film, so you're saying <laughs> this isn't a good movie. No, this isn't. Okay. Because it ahead. has
2: the character of Tina in it, who's mm-hmm. an un- incredible whore. <laughs> wow. Wow.
1: Judgmental. Sexist Zach in the room today. Man, gosh. Gosh.
2: Yeah, it's awful. Uh, it's it's a terrible film. Okay. Um, I, I was just getting excited about it because you were getting excited about it. Um, I, no,
0: was, I was it, never excited about it. I've seen worse horror films, but it's not good. It's
2: not the worst horror film that I've ever seen, but the, the direction was really yeah, off, and I, I think... think they didn't know what they wanted to do because again, the thorn thing is an mm. issue with this entire series. If you watch
0: the uh, making that... of it on the Scream Factory; it's pretty interesting. Is...
2: Yeah, and and they in in that making of. Like, at some point, they were just partying in their hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't
1: give a fuck. Is the thorn thing the curse? Yes.
0: Okay, yeah, okay, okay, the curse. okay, 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 okay. Because yeah. the, the, the I'm, following I'm uh, subtitle for Halloween is The Curse of Michael Myers. Which is... Ex-
1: but, the, but the following is a TV show.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I
1: I was proud of that moment. Now
0: I, I know I you're just giving a that, shit. <laughs> that time I was fucking with you, the
1: other times I was serious. I really don't understand. But
0: yeah, you. it's uh, it's It's a letdown. It, Part fives and slasher films have been pretty bad. You said that. The so Dream yeah. Child, uh, New Beginning, this one.
2: I would say Dream Child's the best of them.
0: <laughs> I would, too. You,
1: you said that so genuinely.
0: I'm serious. It's,
1: it's a letdown. It is. Well,
0: four Saw, of, five,
2: Saw 5 isn't that good, either. No, Saw 5 is awful.
0: I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, Because number four, part four of Halloween is actually really good. Oh, okay. It's
2: actually a very solidly shot. Well executed I psychological so thriller.
0: I think so too. When do they have um, the Nightmare on Elm Street?
2: What?
3: Nothing. I was making a joke about how mixing up all the different horror franchises, so it didn't. See, land. no
1: one believes you're stupid. A Nightmare to this. on
3: Haddonfield Lane, yes. Part Five: Revenge of Jason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. All right, is that That's everything? That's all I saw this week. Brad, what okay, you Brad? watch this week?
0: Um. Make sure you talk about Batman Superman last, because I watched okay. it, too.
4: <laughs> so I watched Batman Excuse no, me, <laughs> Hey, maybe that's the last
1: thing. That means it's the only thing he gets to talk about.
4: Uh, no, I watched uh, Lethal Weapon 2, 3, and 4. Nice. Yeah! I guess. <laughs> Fun. Bill, <laughs> no, the answer is
2: hell yeah.
1: Diplomatic <laughs> immunity has been
4: revoked. It almost feels like um, they just put Danny Glover and uh, Mel Gibson on set, and hey, there's no script, so just improv. Oh, yeah. And I'll film it. Yeah, uh, And then uh, we'll, we're going to go over here and work on the stunt scenes, right. and then you guys have to fill in the gaps.
0: Especially for 4. For well, like, 4, they brought in Chris Rockford to be like cool yeah. and hip. But you have the right to shut the fuck up! <laughs> well, but 4 also fits his model the most
1: because that's the one where they also said, "All right, you guys go hang out on this beach and talk about racism. We're going to go like film gently Li, kicking butt in this room over here, and then we'll just bring you guys together at the end. No big deal.
4: Um... I also watched uh you're reminding a classic.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> a movie called Rising Sun. Okay. With Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes. Oh, oh that's yeah. That's awesome. super
0: familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the poster. I haven't seen that yeah. since
1: my Blockbuster days. I don't remember it at all.
4: It was on Netflix and I put it in and I think it was 20 minutes that I finally turned it off and <laughs> Sean Connery or Wesley Snipes had not shown up at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in this I just movie I
0: remember the poster. Yeah.
1: I get I get that Mercury rising and what's that one with Keanu Reeves Quantum something. Yeah. Oh. I get those three yeah, movies Yeah, because it's
0: like they're two faces like on one side and something in the middle.
1: Well and they're all like sort of thrown together action mm. movies that aren't great. Like yeah. yeah Quantum yeah. uh you mean Johnny I can't, Mnemonic. But, no, no 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 no. It's a it's a it's a uh, uh oh 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 uh, it's when one explosion causes a second explosion. What's that Chain called? Chain reaction. Chain reaction, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that movie. Yeah. All forgettable.
4: Yeah, it's like some uh, like Chinese businessmen doing like tech transactions, and I was like, yeah. for a good twenty minutes, and then I was like, "I'm and not gonna like, wait for this. Sean Connery to show up," so I'm out. <laughs> uh, and then this third season of BoJack Horseman uh, got posted on Friday. How yeah. is it? Uh, the first episode, I was like, "Okay," uh, I'm not sure where this is going, and then a couple episodes in, they did this underwater episode where he goes. He's trying to promote his movie Secretariat yeah. and uh, it's, there's a film festival underwater, so he goes underwater to promote it and he doesn't want to go because'
3: like uh, this, this there's a lot going on like, huh I' seen like, I've seen it up to like, that point. It's like he doesn't want to go for like a lot of reasons. for a reasons, lot of so. different reasons basically he doesn't want to go, Yeah.
4: but he goes down there and then um, underwater, all the people who don't breathe they don't have to wear these uh, you know bubble helmets sure, and then you can't like all the dialogue is muffled. So the, like, the whole half-hour episode yeah. is just muffled dialogue. So you're just watching silence, basically. Yeah. And wow. you're just watching the characters act in this, it, this you know fast-paced comedy show. And you're just watching what eventually devolves into um, he's riding a bus, um, and one of the passengers on the bus is a seahorse, and male seahorses give birth. So this guy gives birth to a bunch of other seahorses mm-hmm. on the bus. And then one of them gets stranded with Bojack. <laughs> and then Bojack, has he doesn't want to fucking take care of a kid. He has to take care of the kid, and by the end of the episode, he loves kids. When he finally gets the baby seahorse back to his real dad, who is like, doesn't recognize because he often has male (laughs) seahorses' children. Um, yeah, it's, it's like this bizarre but also just brilliant, yeah. odd episode.
1: I, I want to point out that at this point, anybody who hasn't like seen it on Netflix, we haven't mentioned that it's an animated show. Yeah, it's so true. some people <laughs> are really thinking something amazing.
3: Um,
1: I wish I had they, their brains right now.
3: Their writing the season I thought has been really good. Like the 2007 episode, I think that's also a really reference. Next, like, it's like I'm watching
4: the episode where they're making all these references to 2007. And those are the things I think about when yeah. I think of 2007. Yeah. And they're just really offhanded sometimes. Like, uh, like BoJack Weird. jumps in the car to go to a thing and he's wearing like a Jason Mraz. Like, yeah. think of Jason Mraz and he yeah. like looks like that. They talk about, ooh, like. I'm not Jason
0: Mraz is just a dude with a hat. <laughs> yes, you are.
5: He
4: goes <laughs> well, to a coffee shop. Or Mr. Peanut Butter goes yeah. to a coffee shop. He's like, ooh, they sell CDs here now. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a thing that came around All that right. time, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where are some other things? They're, they're like, oh, uh, I just got my new Blu-ray
3: or HD DVD Blu-ray player or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And they do like the whole, you know, the two greatest shows in the air right now: Lost and The Sopranos. I'm trying to think like, what are the other references they had? Yeah. I and mean, like, just the fashion they're wearing too is very. Oh, like, and then the era. 2007 pop song, like yeah, 2007 like, pop song. Yeah. <laughs> and they changed the uh, like ending theme. To be, like, back in 2007, yeah. I wasn't very famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Weird. So, yeah,
4: that's, I think I'm episode five so far, but, um...
3: Cool. The ending is also really good this season. So. Is it? Okay. It's, yeah. I won't say anything else, so... Wow, you found time to watch the whole thing? It was, like... It was a long night that I was very tired, so...
1: He's only 16. He doesn't have that many responsibilities. I'm only
3: 16. Yeah, you, you get that I was energy. four in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing uh, you can relate to that episode. Then,
1: oh. <laughs> Anything else, Brad?
4: Oh, yeah. No. Batman vs. Superman. Did you watch the Ultimate Edition? Wait a minute. Is that
1: it? No.
0: We held this all. the Oh, no, no, no. End. Sorry.
4: Uh, I just came from Batman the Killing Joke. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. The animated... Uh, so, um, How was the
0: controversy? Wait, there's controversy? Why yeah. is
4: this comic book special? Either they really failed making this movie, or... Well, I've heard um, this was a horribly well, they, done adaptation.
0: They, they had... Uh, Batman had sex with Batgirl and Yeah,
4: it's like is that in my book? No, no it's and
0: not. uh what? And people were flipping out at the panel like yeah. calling uh Brian Azzarello like a pussy and shit. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I will f- say that. Why would
4: they
1: that whole add s- that? S-
4: that whole s- there's it feels like there's two movies going on because the first thing is very like Batman Batgirl. Yeah. And then so I'm watching them like is like where's the Joker? And yeah. about half an hour, 45 minutes in, it feels like that's the comic book. So it feels like they added that's what they did. 30 minutes that seem what irrelevant the to the story.
1: Okay. It's one of the most beloved, if inappropriately, Batman comics. Like, I I would believe that it's not long enough to make a whole show, but, like, why
0: would you fuck it up like that? I don't know. Does it fuck it up, Brad? I haven't seen it. I have I not mean, I've never
4: read the book, so mm-hmm. I have no age? reference point. Go ahead. Um, but, yeah, that, like, that whole thing, I figured, well, okay, uh, they they have a relationship, so that's gonna set up because I kn- I know what was go- I knew what was gonna out of pop the culture. I knew what the big yeah. reveal is. Yeah. Yeah. So like, okay, they're trying to make like Batman, like it's a more personal quest for Batman to stop the Joker because he sure. kills or his or shoots his girlfriend, right? But then that doesn't happen. Like, in the second half of the movie, he's just going after the Joker because he wants to prove a point or something. Yeah.
1: Wait, what do you mean that doesn't happen?
4: In the. If, if, this thing that, they that added to the movie, it, right. to the story, I felt like they were setting up to make the later half like uh, even more personal because... That big yeah. reveal uh,
3: is in it, though, right?
4: Huh? They the
1: She gets shot. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. The way you said that, I thought you meant like that, that, that scene hours. doesn't <laughs> happen, and I was like, wait. Yeah. Um, no, okay. it
4: happens, and it's just like you see it coming, yeah. but you don't feel like, oh, I thought this was going to happen much later in the movie. Yeah. Mm. And then the ending happens, and I know there's some interview where... Uh, I think it was Grant Morrison was talking about how he interpreted the ending as the Batman kills the Joker. And uh, in this one, he laughs at the Joker's joke and then it like pans down as like Batman grabs him. So I don't know if they're alluding to Grant Morrison's interpretation or like... Because they're really buddy-buddy in that last scene. I'm like, this is so odd that... Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I, I got to go read the it's, comic.
1: It's, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. And
4: then the last thing is... Uh, so they had a... Intro. The intro of the movie, it's a fathom event. They had this like this short little thing about Mark Hamill and how he became a voice actor for Batman and uh, all the stuff he's done. And then at the end, there was a, a documentary about the music for Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole time, they're just focused on Mark Hamill, and he's on screen, he's doing interviews. Um, and But at the same time, they're talking about how it's great to get Kevin Conroy back and Mark Hamill. And I'm watching the movie, and it doesn't sound like Kevin Conroy's Batman at all. Hmm. And I'm wondering if they're just saying that.
0: No, well, to promote he's in it, the movie. Yeah, I, when I see the, but he doesn't uh, even show up in like the bonus stuff. Like huh, when I saw the commercials, it sounds like Kevin Conroy to me. Maybe he's maybe like, maybe he's intentionally
1: doing like, a, maybe sometimes he's intentionally doing because it's a different tone. It's not, it's not Batman the animated series, right? Right. Like, I think
4: that's what I was thinking it, the whole time is like, okay, well maybe is this a prequel to things? So maybe it's yeah. like because he sounds like a younger. No, it actually sounds like a am older. You should guy. be older. I don't know. Yeah. The, it just didn't sound like the animated series Kevin Conroy yeah. or the Arkham Asylum Conroy. Hmm. Huh, that's so, interesting. Or yeah. his voice has changed yeah. cause at a certain age now. But, I mean, we just saw him two years ago.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it, he just did it differently. Yeah. It, it's a book I mean, that. I mean, he's like, talented enough, too. So
4: and I guess Mark Hamill's was a little different, but um, hmm. obviously he's older, he, too. So
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: interesting. Yeah, it's it just odd. It's mm. a book that, like, I I like. I think it's a little overrated because of Alan yeah. Moore, right? Like, I think I think that because of his name on it, like it it's gets it gets put on that pedestal. That,
0: and um, I'm a big Batgirl fan, so I have issues with that part of it. <laughs> parts yeah. of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. So we'll see. I mean, I do you have more
1: it. issues with it now that like he has sex with Batman <laughs> with well,
0: her? I, 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 I have to see it because yeah. I want to. Because I read a interview with uh, Bruce Tim and he was talking why they did it, and. Uh, what was his excuse? I don't know. Uh, he just said he just said he wanted to tell a different type of story than one we're accustomed to, and he thought sure. if um, they played it too similar, then it would be like oh, it's like every Batman Batgirl relationship. Yeah. So we want to play on a different dynamic. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see because uh, yeah. I, I I do have a affection for uh, Barbara Gordon. So I was quote, fine
4: with that. I just don't think it paid off at mm-hmm. the end. So it, it it just seemed tacked on. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I,
0: I can see how it would be really hard to like
1: create a new story and add it to something that's very yeah. well known that you're also very beholden to yeah. because because everybody's going into it to expecting like look you've got to do the scene in the tunnel right like yeah. all of this all of these things have to be very carefully constructed because it it's Alan Moore he's doing it you've got that ending because. Alan Moore wants to deconstruct things, and he wants to tell you that Batman and Joker are really the same person, and like all of this stuff is is what he 's going to want to talk about um, and If you screw that if you mess with it a little bit it it falls on its own weight a little um, so I can see how hard that would be to try and add mm. good character dynamic and good character stories to something where it's it's damon lindelof's thing about making prequels right like yeah. when you have to make a, a a movie where the next movie is the movie you've already seen that's that's harder than like creating something new right they it, they would have had an easier time making a sequel to killing joke and tacking it on afterwards because uh, then you're really free um but anyway yeah it's it's i hadn't I heard about that my blu-ray well.
0: comes in i think next week I think it's next week it comes out. So
1: that's cool. Not yeah. next, the
0: following week. I was definitely.
1: excited about it before. I wasn't expecting there to be any controversy because usually the you know oh WB yeah. is so good. I heard
0: the Comic Con panel was hostile. Wow. wow, that's insane. Well, it's also you have to keep in mind that
3: like even though like it's not like because I've I've read it too. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I think it's kind of overrated. Yeah. Um, some people hold this like super close to their heart. Like some yeah. people think this is like the greatest comic book story ever told. Like I I mean, my audience loved it though. They clapped really? to the end. Yeah. yeah.
2: Somewhere out there, Tim Burton's just weeping a tear, going, like, this is not my oh. Batman.
1: Then he's a fool. Cause on, yeah. on the
4: cover, it says, like, this is, what, this is the first comic book I loved. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> so yeah. he's not weeping. Mm-hmm. Anyway. anyway. And then the last thing I saw was the ultimate edition of Batman vs. Superman.
0: Uh, what did you think? I, uh, you can chime in. I actually think it's a way better film. Because I think, it, one, the, the scene with Superman at the Senate takes place about halfway through the movie. So it's not towards, like, the three-quarters end. Okay. It's, it's more, like, right in the middle. Yeah. And it builds... Um. As far as it being rated R... I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> what uh, what I think Scoot
4: McNary says, fuck, Yeah, once. and then there's, like, yeah. a
0: blood mist when the dudes are being shot. I'm like, really rated R? Whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I think w- it really benefits from an extra 30 minutes because it lets the story breathe more, which I think it actually needed to.
4: I like the original cut, but mm-hmm. this one, it felt like... The scenes didn't just end. It actually filled in the gaps.
0: Because even the the scene with what I thought was a little gratuitous uh, when Kent and uh, Lois Lane and Clark Kent, she's in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. There's a whole scene with her before where she's like traumatized about what happened to her in the desert because there's there's a lot more in the desert right exactly there's there's a little more in the desert and then that's you, when she, you
4: learn that it's actually it's confirmed it's Jimmy Olson is the photographer exactly
0: Jimmy Olson's photographer she finds the bullet in her book and so she has this like moment where she realizes how lucky she is that Superman's in her life and um, it also has a story because one of the things I, I didn't like about uh, the theatrical cut is uh uh, what's Perry uh, kept on Perry White Yeah kept on harking on Clark he's like you need to write this sports page and mm-hmm. in the ultimate edition he's actually like doing investigative reporting trying to figure out who Batman is and why he's branding people why if you brand him it's a bad thing yeah cuz you get murdered in Arkham Asylum so uh it takes this whole new context to it and the scene where Batman is trying to get uh, the kryptonite and you know uh that's when he meets Superman for the first time there's a whole other moment where Superman's explaining to him, "It's like, what are you doing? You can't be killing people. And he's like, and so the next time that light comes on, you better not answer the call.
1: Holy shit. I want to point out that what you just described completely changes the arc of of Bruce Wayne. Because when he doesn't brand what's-his-face at the end, it means he's actually learned that he was a dick and that he was killing people. Exactly. Holy fucking shit. You cut the heart out of the movie.
0: But he also says that scene at the end with Luther is longer too, because he comes up, he says, I'm sending you to Arkham and nobody likes that you there. And it's like, so he's basically sending him there to die anyways. And he's telling him why he's sending him there. And it's like this nightmare scene and it's way better shot and it's way better edited. Uh, they let the Luther's plan makes way more sense because basically he's setting up Superman. He doesn't know Superman and Clark Kent are the same person, but he knows that Lois Lane and Superman are always related. So he figures if he keeps on setting Lois Lane up, that eventually Superman will have to bend to his will, and that he knows that, you know, Batman's going to show up because Batman's not going to put up with all this stuff. And there's still some clunky parts. So I still think the Martha thing isn't handled very well.
4: And they also explain why uh, Superman couldn't see the explosives in the exactly. wheelchair. Exactly. They
0: say why he couldn't see the explosives. Uh, well, and that's, also,
4: that's not my picky part. But and yeah. also, that cut, because uh, in the theatrical, I thought that, um, that uh, Scoot McNary had accepted the offer from exactly. Lex to go there and blow the place up. But in the ultimate cut, he doesn't know that yeah, he his doesn't wheelchair know. is he's, exploding. He has, he has no exploded. idea.
0: He thinks he's just there, so Luther sets him up, too.
1: In the in the un, in the in the, in the ultimate cut, do they immediately know that Superman isn't to blame? Or is there a little bit of period where they're like, wait, Actually, did Superman do that?
4: After it blows up, he's outside like pulling people, people out and putting them on he's the street. He's like on saving people's
1: lives. What the fuck?
4: Yeah, I'm yeah. not... Ju- I, the, and then, like the crowd's like, nev- watching him, and he, like, he starts to get all self conscious and then he just takes off yeah, hearing
1: you explain it now, Anders because everybody keeps saying like, "Oh, this is much better the little i couldn 't believe that that much
0: it does because it's not wow. like there's it's like... not
4: terribly different, but it no, just, it's it's just not... subtly fills in exactly. oh, it 's it's enough stuff
0: to make you like characters. Yeah. and when people are like, "Oh, what did Jenna Malone play? She played a reporter helping Lois figure out the bullet, yeah, and like her figuring out everything that happened, and when Lois figures out that Luther's behind everything. It's
1: it's oh cool. So, so Lois isn't just like oh there. She actually has a, a role. She yeah. has
0: a role. So what they did and Shit. Brad, you can disagree. They each scene seems like in that movie they cut like thirty to forty seconds out of it to let the the script and the story breathe because they're like we need to get to Batman and Superman fighting. And if they just would have kept it, I, I I don't know if it would have done better, but it, it makes sense. Because it still would have been three hours
1: exactly. Yeah.
4: And when I watched, I was sitting there going like God, we're like. It hasn't felt like three hours, but I'm mm-hmm. just like, we're only here yet? Exactly.
0: Like, I I didn't know. It was, it was like, so it's much three hours and ten in the movie. minutes long. Yeah. But it doesn't feel that long. because there's
4: also the woman who it, who's first at the Senate after the desert attack. Mm-hmm. Like, they reveal that yeah. she was, like, she wasn't honest. Like, that yeah, was like so, Luther, she paid her to discredit yeah, Superman. Yeah, so
0: she they paid this lady whose son died in, like, the desert to discredit Superman. No, nope,
4: they're alive. Her yeah, family is alive. Yeah,
0: they're alive. And then she's gets stalked by uh that one I think he's is it KG Beast? Yeah, the KG Beast guy. So, you know, he kidnaps Lois at the when she goes down at the bottom of the escalator. Yeah. The scene they didn't show is he also murders that one lady because she's uh recanted her story and said that she was set up by Lex Luthor. Hm. So before she can say, he pushes her in front of a train. So wow. there's like these segments that just add like weight to the story. I'm not saying it's it's a way better version of the film. Yeah. I don't think it's as good as Iron Man 2 yet, but I'm going to watch it a couple more times because uh, I, I do feel that the character development um, really helped. And even, like I said, the scene where Superman confronts Batman for the first time, he's basically telling him you can't do this. It's not the right way to do this. Hmm. It, it, it's, it's a way better cut. And it makes Bruce Wayne, and there's scenes with Alfred where he's telling him, he's like, dude, what are you doing? You're going to pick a fight with this guy. You're not going to win, and he's not wrong. He says, you're wrong. And it's huh. really it's a really interesting dynamic. I, I don't know how many more scenes with Alfred there are.
4: Yeah, i to remember them. They weren't uh, very there's memorable. O- there's only, yeah. like,
0: he's got two lines of dialogue in the theater. Yeah, he and, got, uh, right? I think he's in it. He's not in it that much more, but he's in it enough to tell Bruce that he's wrong. Yeah. And that's why when he's, like, in the uh, Batwing, he's like, you're right. And in the theater, kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? In the Ultimate Edition, he has a conversation with him, Bruce doesn't listen, obviously, but Alfred's basically telling him, like, you're wrong about Superman.
1: Does does the, not the Martha section, but does them fighting at the end when Superman could just land and go, hey, he's got my mom, mm. does that work better?
0: Uh, yeah, because I, it, the reason I think it works better is because there is that scene with Alfred, and That's Bruce Wayne is so he's so blinded by his anger about what this guy can do that it wouldn't work that it wouldn't matter and he's not going to listen and I think uh, Batman uh, Ben Affleck as Batman is still amazing I still think he's a great actor he's great in this film Um, (laughs) you also see his butt I guess rated R (laughs) Remember, he's in the shower and you see his ass. Is it a terrible-looking butt? I must have looked away at that. Is Is it right? an um, ugly butt? No. Maybe it, that's it's, why it's thought. He's pretty ripped. If
1: it's, if it's a handsome butt, I think it can be 13. It's butt, butt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's an um, old
0: man butt, then it's R. I if it's like, I if it's like about at my Schmidt.
4: laptop for a second, because yeah. yeah, I, I do remember that now. It was just the top half that I saw. Yeah. So.
0: Um, but no, I think it's I think it's a better film. I think if you have any interest in the movie, you should definitely pick up the Ultimate Edition. Because it... I won't say it justifies everything in it. Like I said, I still think yeah. Lois Lane's like, his mom's name's Martha. stupid. Um, <laughs>
1: wait, wait, hold on. It's stupid because... Why did because say the name? It's stupid because the audience was already there. Exactly. It's not... It's actually an awesome, awesome revelation that could be cool in the movie. It's stupid when you talk down to the audience and you have a character show up and go, wait, no... You guys, both your names are, Mar- like, Martha's both your mother's names. Yeah, that's right? what I mean.
0: Like, she didn't need to be there. Right. She did not need to be there. You,
1: j- you just needed, you needed to remind us halfway through the movie, and, like, because I got there halfway through, mm-hmm. something like that, and I was like, holy shit, and then when it came up again, I was like, oh my gosh, you did that on purpose, and then you had a character run in and go like, no, really, their mother's names are Martha, and you totally ripped all of the coolness and away. From I still
0: that. think I, I think Superman's sacrifice at the end still works really well. I think uh, I think the moment he has with Lois at the end is really powerful, um, where he knows he's going to die, and she wants to stop him from doing it. Yeah, I still think is really cool. Um, I still think I don't like the Batman uh, dream sequence with the Flash. Still doesn't work for me. Doesn't make any sense. Um, I still think the two where Wonder Woman finds out the other. Uh, meta humans, I think it should have been a tag scene. Oh yes, um, but I again, I, I I think it's better, and I don't like the overhandedness Is like, oh, it's unpopulated. Hmm, luckily, everyone's gone home from work. Like they're trying to tell you they're not going to kill anybody else.
1: Please don't be mad at this movie, especially because if you're if you're spending time, it sounds to me like they made Batman a non-traditional Batman where he is almost maniacal and, like, bordering on being evil because he's crazy about yeah. this one idea, which yeah. I think is really cool yeah. and a cool story to tell. Well, we're trying um, to
4: quickly set up that, like, this is a guy who's been doing this shit for 20 years, right. struggled, lost his friends, and now he's got this to deal with? Yeah. Like, now we got <laughs> yes, superhumans? Exactly. See, that's, and that's cool. And I'm powerless. Like, I have yes. nothing but my rage.
0: Exactly. That's an awesome and story. That, and it's a good idea because he needs... The movie needs it. And it yeah. needed the other... The more breathing room, because they're trying to set up an ex- expanded universe in one film. Right. So that movie should have been three hours. I, me personally, I know that's a tough sell for theaters yeah. and everybody else.
1: You know what's a tough for sale though is a movie people don't like.
0: I mean, it is fascinating if you go to gone... Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. The critic score to the user score is about fifty percent different. Ugh. I think it's seven point two on IMDb, and it's like eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes user scores. I think people like it. I think they if they see the ultimate cut, they'll like it more. I don't know if you agree or not, Brad, but I think the ultimate cut's a way better. version. like I said I
4: like the original anyway, but mm-hmm. like this one as from an editor's perspective, mm-hmm. like it just flows better. I agree. It doesn't feel like <coughs> um, like some disjointed scenes like it just, I agree if, it feels cohesive now.:
0: I agree, and it's literally every scene has about another minute, two minutes added to it. just gives characters chances to breathe. And they need to. Um, so I also watched The Keeping Room, which is the Draft House film. Oh, shit. Uh, it's a Western about this uh, these sisters whose parents died during the Civil War. And uh, the opening is it's kind of haunting. So the opening is there's a stagecoach that's parked like, uh, or the slave lady is just walking and singing, and she comes across a, a stagecoach that's like in the middle of the road. And this lady jumps out and runs away in this, Union soldier comes out and pulls up his pants and then shoots her in the head. And then uh, the slave is like, oh my god, what's happening? And then Sam Worthington shows up behind her and shoots her in the head. And you're like, what the fuck is going on in this wow. film? Um, and basically, it's a story about two uh, Union soldiers who have left this um, the army. And uh, they're going around and raping women. And they go... Uh, so these two sisters live together. The younger sister gets... Bit by a, like a raccoon or something, and she has like rabies, so she has, uh, or she has a fever. So the older sister goes into town to get her medicine or something, and she runs into these two guys, but her horse mm-hmm. is tired, so she steals the the Union soldier's horse, and so now they go looking for her. And so it's awesome. like it's basically a really slow <laughs> moving like revenge thriller set yeah. in a, a in a western, and it's beautifully shot. Um, it's it's a really good film. You should definitely check it out. Uh, the commentary they have on it is... I watched it, and then I watched it with a commentary. The director is a great... He, he gives a great track. Because, um, obviously, he doesn't have a lot of money. But he has some... I don't know if they're big stars, but uh, Hayley Steinfeld's in it. And, you know, uh, Sam Worthington is... I mean, yeah. everybody knows who he is. Um, and it's, it's just beautifully shot. I, I, the, there's a part where... Uh, so they're in the house, and she the older sister goes out and sam worthington's looking for her and they're like on each side of this like cart mm-hmm. and the way it's shot is like who's gonna make the first move who's gonna make the it's really cool Man. um so i would definitely if you like westerns or you like slow moving revenge thrillers definitely get watch it
1: does it end with uh them defeating one of the two bad guys by having the rabies ridden sister bite one of them that with, would be give a great way to
0: end it but it does not oh uh, i'm out i'm out it ends in a gunfight okay i'm back in <laughs> Um so Barnes and Noble has fifty percent off their Criterion collection right now. And with my Barnes and Noble membership plus my extra fifteen percent off, I got really cheap criterions. Um I only watch one because when I watch Criterions, I I also watch all the special features and it's you know like five hours. Yeah. Uh so the one I watched this week is uh, Charlie Chaplin's The Kid.
5: Oh cool. Um,
0: which I have never seen. Um I've seen I think one Charlie Chaplin shorts. Uh, so I don't know how brilliant it is, besides a Robert Downey Jr. film, and uh, this film is pretty amazing. Uh, for a silent film to work, just like Phantom of the Opera, you have to be engaged in stuffing that's happening on screen because you're just listening to music, and right. you know title cards are saying, "Hey, this is what's happening." Um, the comedy in this film is maybe some of the best I've ever seen. Just the, and little Jackie Coogan who grows up to be Uncle Fester. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, it, there's a great feature on there about how he's the first child star. It's really fascinating. Hmm. Um, anyways, so in the movie, uh, Charlie Chaplin's playing his character, the Tramp, and it opens with this mother who can't uh, take care of her child, so she puts him in the back of this car at this wealthy house, and at the same time, these two robbers steal the car and put him. And when they find out a baby's in there, they just like leave the baby on the side of the street. So Charlie Chaplin's Tramp is walking, you know, uh, being the tramp Tramp-ish. and and he sees this baby and he picks him up and this lady comes out of a shop and she has a baby carriage and he's like oh it must be her baby so he puts her in puts him in there <laughs> and then uh the mom's like yelling at him and hitting her, him with his umbrellas like take your baby take your baby and so it's, oh, it's not her so he takes it and he goes to put him back on the street and then there's a cop coming by and so he's like oh and he picks up the baby and pa- it's just all on acting ability and it's brilliant. And uh, one of my favorite little jokes is, even, theres I don't think there's any card for it, but you can read their lips. And uh, and so Charlie is, uh, the tramp is carrying the baby up to his, like, humble abode, his apartment. And he walks by these ladies, and they say, uh, what's its name? And he puts up, he's like, one minute. And he runs upstairs, and he comes back down. John. So he went to check if it's a boy or a girl. Um, <laughs> it, it's pretty brilliant. Um and then it take, goes five years later, and uh, this little Jackie Coogan—oh my, a brilliant comedic physical actor. So he's five years old in the movie for real. Wow. And so later, the tramp is uh, repairs windows around town. Little John runs around and throws rocks through windows, so <laughs> he has to come by and repair them. And, uh, so there's this one part where, so he breaks windows and they fix the first one. So they're about to go another one and little Jackie Coogan's flipping up this rock and he brings his arm back and he hits a police officer and then he starts filling him and he looks and he's like, Oh, and he just drops a rock and kicks. He's like, "Ah," and he runs away. It's, (laughs) it's really cute. Um, wow. Uh, the, the other part that really stood out to me is, uh, this one kid's picking on John, the little, the little boy and they get in a fight and John kicks his ass. And so the tramp comes out. And he's he's like, yeah, good job kicking his ass. And then this really big buff guy says, who beat up my brother? And uh, he said, oh, you don't, you know, don't fight, don't fight. And then the tile car comes out and says, I'm going to let him fight one more time. And if your boy beats up my brother, I'm going to kick your butt. And so he beats him up. And then it's a whole, like, Scooby-Doo where he's running from door to door. And the big guy's chasing him around town. And it's brilliant. The film is absolutely brilliant. It goes Um, to
2: show you what type of master at comic timing that Chaplin Oh,
0: it, there's so many, I, there's so many little clever things in it, I can't remember them all. Um, too much going on in I mean, how do you feel about the ending of that
2: film? The ending of the oh. film is like dev- almost, almost devastating until the very last
0: frame. It is. Uh, so, in the film, they fight, because he's a tramp, he doesn't have a lot of money, um, the, the mom actually becomes a famous actress, and so she, she's looking for her son still. So she's still looking for her son, and she can't believe she gave him up. Um, but so the child services come to take the little boy away because when they find out how he's living. And this little kid is like bowling his eyes out and um, the tramp is running on top of rooftops trying to get away from the police. They're trying to arrest him. And then he ends up like sliding down the roof and into the back of the car. And they have this great reunion. And um, uh, it's, it's a wonderful piece of cinema. And if you have the opportunity to get... The, the Criterion's amazing. Like I, I can't believe the restoration on this film. Um, it, it looks like it was shot I, yesterday.
2: I'm stealing it from you, you at may. some point, um, yeah. Uh,
0: and, and they have a special feature on there, Jackie Coogan, the first child star. And the reason, um, they have all these little child laws protecting actors is because of him. His family stole, like, $4 million from him. Holy shit, yeah. And until he got the part of Uncle Fester, he was, like, basically broke. Wow. He would still do little things. And then he sued his mom because his dad died in a car accident. And, um... California law is like, no, oh, you don't have any rights. So they pass it and they call it the Jackie Coogan law where now when you're a kid actor, you get a trust fund set up for you yeah. so your parents can't take your money from you and they call it the Jackie Coogan um, law. Yeah. And it's a really fascinating, um, it has a great booklet in it. If you have the ability to get the criteria definitely get it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the story is, it's it's a beautiful film. It really is. Um, and it just proves how great of an actor he is. And I, I also picked up The Great Dictator, so I'm interested to watch that. That uh, is
2: the one I cannot wait for your review of, because um, that's my favorite of Chaplin's films.
4: That John gag reminded me of uh, Invojack Horseman, when he's, uh, he has, he's underwater, he goes to this convenience store, and then the convenience store guy is a shark, and his name tag just says Tim Jaws on it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, I watched a lot this week, sorry. Um, so Scream Factory put out a collector's edition of The Return of the Living Dead, Um, A new scan of the film, it looks great. I never noticed uh, one of uh, Tom Matthews' character who becomes a zombie. The back of his letter jacket says, fuck you. I think it's pretty funny. (laughs) Um, It's a really fun uh, horror film. It's like punk rock zombies, and um, if you've never seen it, it's pretty good.
2: I've heard this is the best uh, restored copy of the film by far.
0: It looks great. Um, Great special features, um, so definitely pick it up. I also watched Bad Moon, which is one of my favorite werewolf films. Um,
1: Does it live up to a top ten movie from nineteen ninety six?
0: And what's interesting, I watched the director's cut, and every time you watch a director's cut, you expect add more added to it. Yeah. And there's a little more gore, maybe like five seconds. And you see, like, you see the werewolf rip somebody open. You see, like, entrails in, in and stuff. Yeah. But what's interesting is I was watching the director's cut, and where he turns into a werewolf, like, there's something missing here. And I went back and I did research on it. He, the director, hated the CGI uh, transformation so much. <gasps> The director cut is he added a minute and a half of special effects, like a minute of a sex scene, and cut out a minute of the transformation oh wow so I've never heard of directors not too many directors cut take stuff out, yeah, but he hated the transformation so much that he cut it out um, and you don't need it because it still has a scene where you see like him bubbling up and stuff and um, so it works better and it because yeah it, you know 1996 CGI was shitty, especially yeah. on a movie that cost like three million bucks so um, if you uh yeah, Bad Moon's a fun werewolf movie if you've never seen it. Um, and the last thing I saw, I saw it this afternoon. I saw Lights Out, which is the new horror wow, film. Yeah. Um, and it is. It's pretty good. Uh, what I, The way it's set up is there's an entity that can only live in the light, or it can only live in the dark. If it gets in light, then it can't get you. Um, our friend Billy Burke is not it. Oh, I'm, I'm, all right. But they, mm. it's misleading. He's like the Janet Lee of it.
1: Oh man.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't wanna see this. Um so in it he uh Billy Burke plays this um father who his wife played by uh uh Teresa Palmer? No, that's the daughter. What's oh. Maria Bella oh. what can't remember her name. She's in fucking Maria Bella? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Maria, Maria Bella, right. right? Um so his when, wife, when he said it I was confused. I was like, like Well oh, that is her name. <laughs> yeah. but so his wife is like crazy, and he's trying to figure out why. And th- this is the first like twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even know Martin. I know, Martin Mark was he's in, in the movie. I was like, oh fuck, he's in it. Oh. And then he was Janet Lee. I'm like, fuck. Um, but anyways, so he, he his son calls him like, mom's acting crazy. She's talking to somebody. <coughs> We're like, huh. And then if you've seen the trailer, it's uh, his one of his people who works with him comes in and says, hey, I'm gonna close up. He's like, yeah, just turn off all the lights and you know have a nice night. So she goes into, like, the break room, and she flips the light down, and there's, like, that woman standing there. Then she flips on the light. She's not there. She flips it, and it goes like that for a little bit. Um, So she comes back and tells Billy Burke, she's like, hey, there's someone in the break room. And he says, no, it's all right. Just go home. She's like, okay, be careful. And so he... She tells him there's someone in the uh break room when she knows there's no one in the break room. Well, I mean, she saw something, but she wasn't sure, you know. Is there really somebody there? Who knows? Um, So Billy Burke gets up, and he's leaving, and he hears a noise. And he goes over there, and he's like, oh, there is somebody in there. Uh, but then the lights all go out, and he has, to do, like, motion lights. It's it's a pretty effective opening. Um, and then it chases him, and the way it's shot is there's, like, spotlights that are perfect circles in his warehouse. Yeah. And so there's, like, darkness around each light. And so he realizes that this little thing can't get him, well, it's not little, but, like, this monster can't get him there. And then all the lights go out, and he gets murdered. And then, uh, as the story unfolds, uh, the, the only thing I will say that I don't like about it is it has a horrible horror trope. And I almost guarantee you this is a studio decision is Teresa Palmer goes to her mom's house and, you know, she's trying to figure out who this Diana girl is. And so she finds a box of things and it's like, ooh, she's afraid of light. And blah, blah, blah. So it basically just tells you everything about her. Yeah. Like, if they would have cut that out, it would have been more effective. Just, yeah. like, cut it out, let it be scary. Um, but the last, like, 20 minutes of the film are pretty intense. Uh... Uh, the monster is trying to get to her uh, kids, uh, Maria Bello's kids. Um, cops show up, and they're like systematically like murdered and stuff. And uh, it's 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 pretty effective. Uh, so it's it is it is a pretty good little horror film. Uh, cool. I like him. It was like an hour and twenty minutes. It moves really fast. Yeah. Um. But yeah, our boy Billy Burke doesn't make it out of the first ah, twenty minutes. I,
1: I can't watch that. I can't. <laughs> I I not because not even because it's a horror movie and that's not my jam. Just just because I don't want to see bad things
0: happen to Billy Burke. I know. Man. I want to see him cut, cut more wood, chop more wood.
1: Yeah, I mean, unless he gets sent to hell for like murdering young women. <laughs> like that, that, I, I guess I'm okay with that. But, but cool.
0: yeah, it's an interesting film. If, if you want to see a different kind of supernatural film, then yeah, you can watch it. It's based on a short this guy did, and it's, pretty, it's a pretty great short. Cool. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. Um, this week on Real Nerds Podcast. Really quickly. I beat everyone else oh, God on damn Fantasy Movie I,
2: I was number two I have week. a quick review to give to one of our fellow nerds. Okay. I saw Notes of a Depressant. Me.
1: Oh. That's
3: me.
2: <laughs> so let's do a little cheer for it. Yay. Yay. Um, my review of the film, um, Notes of a Depressant.
1: Which is Henry's film. Which film. is Henry
2: Jarvis's film. Is, it's honestly one of the most ambitious stories that I've seen from a young filmmaker. It's very, very ambitious. Um, I, I would suffice it to say that like, a lot of the story actually grabbed my attention in a way that I wasn't expecting. Um uh, I loved Henry's performance in the film. I thought mm. it was spot on.
0: More importantly, how was how was I in the film? You were <laughs> just great and just thank dandy. You. With with my three lines, thank you.
2: <laughs> with your three lines. Um no the,
0: the, li- the those are the, two. I don't remember. I think it's more than three of those. The main <laughs> part of the <laughs> nice. story, if
2: anybody doesn't know what notes of depressants is about, it's about two fellow depressants who uh are paired together through this buddy system. Um, in the school system that they're indulged in, that um, kind of go on their own little journey together. And it's. I, I wish that I was as smart as you oh, sometimes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're really smart too. Because this is a very intelligent film for people. Who really need to think about what's going on? Uh, oh the opening sequence is actually very incredible because it's a it's a hanging sequence, and um, mm. he does this thing where he was just shooting it all in natural light. I found out yeah. later on that you were shooting it in natural light. He's like, I can only afford natural light. Says, Absolutely beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. But it's still beautiful the way it's shot and set up in a single shot of him trying to uh, this character trying to kill himself with a noose, mm. and it breaking and falling and it's darkly comic but it's also very tragic at the same time. I actually I absolutely enjoyed it. So props to you Henry that Thank that you. movie is fucking fantastic. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So. Yeah. So, it, cool, and Notes of the Present is available on YouTube to watch yeah. for free.
3: I would put it on Vimeo, but Vimeo doesn't allow me to upload anything longer than four minutes. Well, so. fuck Vimeo. Are you i a... I'm, I don't pay for any of it, so. Remember,
1: he doesn't have money for light. So. <laughs> so. It's <laughs> sixty
3: dollars a year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I pro- I'm probably going to get it at some point. Just that, at it's the, the moment, level. I'm not producing enough to warrant buying it. So.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Good job,
0: Henry. Thank you. We're Sweet. proud of you. Thank you. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Star Trek Beyond. Zach, should people go see Star Trek?
2: Absolutely. This is the first time in the Star Trek reboot universe that I felt that this is a Star Trek movie.
0: Henry, should people go see Star Trek Beyond?
3: Uh, yeah, As someone who's not like a big Star Trek guy. I'll say, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I think we should see it. So.
0: Oh, see, now I'm torn on who to ask next because we, <laughs> told, we have two big Star Trek fans here. So... I will go, and then you two can talk about it. Sure, I think people should absolutely go see this film. It was uh, very well done. Um, it has maybe my favorite Kirk line ever in it. Um, so yeah, um, go see Star Trek. Um, you guys take it from there.
1: I, I think I should go because I want you to throw the trailer. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, of course you should go see this movie. Uh, it is fantastic. I I'd like us to try to talk for a little while without getting into spoilers. Um, just to talk about what things we like about this movie after we do the trailer. But, uh, but even without it, I would say it, it's probably going to become my favorite of the new Star Trek films. I, I do think it feels the most genuinely Star Trek of these three. Uh, and, and does a really fantastic job of paying good attention to the main characters and, and telling a story that I, that I cling to and making Kirk somebody I really love. I mean, this is a fucking Kirk movie. And he is so good. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely worth saying the, the gripes I have about this movie are simply the things that make it a 9 and not a 10. So, Brad?
4: Oh my god, it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I left uh, watching it feeling like, okay, that was pretty good. And then as the days went on I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this again. Like yeah. the, the cast, it does feel more like in the spirit of Star Trek, which is great for the 50th, 50th anniversary. But the cast just gets to to play so well together. Um, the the main story uh, is kind of a throwaway. Uh, it's not very inventive, but, uh, the, but it, the characters it, are just so charming that uh, you, you, you're not paying attention to that as much as you are to the situations that they're trying to work together and work out. Yes. And, um,
1: and I would argue that the main story, as much as it is throwaway, it's almost throwaway because it's a story we've seen in Star Trek episodes so many times. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what makes it feel more like a star trek movie and not just like an action blockbuster
4: it's funny like uh halfway through the movie uh they reference something and i'm like it's funny that hasn't come back yet because it felt like really important later or earlier and then sure enough uh Uhura recognizes it and you'll find out when we review it but uh and also another thing that first trailer um is that's, perfect that's not arbitrary that is a plot point it's this movie. a
1: amazing trailer yep. all the trailers for this movie are fantastic yep that wasn't um, just a marking
0: decision Except That's... for
1: the last one which does give a little too much away
0: um, But yes Oh my yeah. god are you going to play the fucking trailer yet guys
1: No It's uh, Brad's decision when we play the trailer
0: Ensign
4: beam the trailer
1: <laughs> Engage
4: My dad joined Starfleet
1: because he believed in it I joined on a dare
3: You joined to see if you could live up to him Spent all his time
0: trying to be your dad. Now you're wondering what it means to be be you. We were overwhelmed by something.
1: Something we've never seen before.
0: I know this isn't the last of my crew. But this is my last report as the captain of the starship enterprise
5: I'm for the pain and I-
0: You can talk now. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Kirk (laughs)
2: Crispies. Engage.
0: So in the film, uh, Kirk is sent on a rescue mission with the rest of the Enterprise from a space station because they meet some, like, fish lady. Um,
5: Some fish face lady. Yeah.
0: But you you know what I love about Star Trek, though? is the uniforms are still tight on the girls. I'm like, she's pretty hot. Let me just cover up her face. And <laughs> she looks great. Butterface aliens? <laughs> yeah, oh. butterface aliens. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and Kirk is thinking about leaving um, Starfleet because... He's bored. He's bored. <laughs> Star
2: Trek Beyond Butterface. Well, I just wanted to throw that
0: out there. And I think he... he, he, he and he a... confides into... Uh, bones that he has trouble living up to who his father was
1: he hasn't he hasn't found he thought that being out in space and going on the mission would would help him find what he was looking for but he Mm -hmm. hasn't because he's not at peace with himself man
0: he's not that's what he's gotta find and that's it's that's what's chris pine is so great he's so good and that's why his when he reads his uh star log and he's he sounds bored he's like yeah that's what we do you know, this is what it is he looks in the closet he looks in the closet yeah it's, five yellow shirts yeah it's you know you, it's an interesting take on it too because you realize that that would be super monotonous because not every adventure is going to be you know Khan showing up or you know your first time out there it's going to be oh here's this little thing with these actually, big monsters yeah
4: before even that the movie actually starts he's trying to give this artifact to this race of and the the way that it's directed you think he's talking to these gigantic <laughs> monsters and so then they turn out to be you know, tiny, like, yeah. little dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And such
1: a, such a great moment for, like, Star Trek fans who are watching that going like, yeah, this is what Star Trek is supposed to be. Like, this is what I wanted.
0: Um, the, the movies were done, and I will say, um, people were concerned about Justin Lin because he's, you know, director of Fast Fears, but his space chases and battles are pretty fucking epic. Yeah.
1: So I will say this. One oh of my God. gripes on this movie is he's still just not J.J. Abrams. He puts the camera too close to shit, and it gets it gets blurry and I can't follow certain moments. So like sometimes when they, when they beam, um, when, when Spock and no, no, they don't beam in when, when Spock and bones get captured the first time and they take over that ship and they like fight the dudes in the ship. I have no fucking clue what's going on. Like, it's just it, everything. Yeah, is but so.
0: I'm, I'm talking about when the, the ships are flying and stuff. And yes. No,
1: I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and especially like some of the long shots of the of the Enterprise getting attacked, and he's like moving around the ship. Oh, he's I think tr- one
0: of the coolest shots too is when it's like, it's like it's leaving the uh, space station, and I don't know where the camera is. It's like on the exhaust or something. Yes, and it shoots out is pretty fucking awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh no, I would agree with that. And I'm the movie saying, looks yeah.
0: fantastic, by the way. Oh, no. It is a great looking. It's gorgeous. Film. I I want to go
1: back though to the the starlog and talk about the fact that I think this is a. Uh, a brilliantly written script, which is kudos to Simon Pegg and uh, uh, Doug Young. Doug Young. Doug Young um, who Doug Young? Like I don't really know anything for. Like he's done some TV shows. You would know stuff.
2: him as Sulu's boyfriend.
1: Well, yes, I I know that because uh, we talked about it in the car after we saw it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he is he's writing the God Particle uh, after this, so that's cool. That's cool. Um, because I've heard about that movie for a while, but yeah. still, the, like the fact that they it starts with this character-driven thing of of having him talk about space and how he's feeling and all that, and then it comes back later on when it turns out that our villain has been like listening in, and he kn- that's how he knows about Kirk, because he's been like reading his diary, which is this terrible kind of a moment. Uh, uh,
0: what, who's the
4: cool uh, part of
0: it? well-done Who's scrip. the lady he's talking to? I know her. What other movies is she, she in? She
4: was in 24.
0: That's where she yeah. is. She's uh, in the last season. I don't want
4: to try and pronounce her name. Cause yeah,
0: she's yeah. in the last season. Yeah.
1: Wait, what well, lady who's talking to? Uh she's uh, like Shora
4: no. Shora something Yeah, mentioned. Sh- she's like the,
0: the top corporal Someone like oh, the Starfleet. Oh, you lady. mean the
1: woman from Starfleet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that's right. right she's yeah.
1: from twenty four. I'm like, I know this lady from somewhere. I just saw her in something else uh yesterday as well. Like she she's one of those character actors she's yeah, been popping yeah. she's up. Great.
0: Um so yeah, so anyways, so they're sent on this rescue mission. Um <laughs> And on the way there, uh, the Enterprise is attacked by the swarm, literally of bees. Bees, <laughs> um, and it, it tears apart. And what's cool about these action scenes is when the Enterprise is being torn apart and the gravity keeps on shifting, or the Enterprise keeps on shifting, they're like running on the ceiling, and yeah, uh, it's it's pretty awesome. And I love I how it was
2: very out of place when they said, "There's a bee on the wing of the
5: plane."
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a. Uh, uh, I think it's awesome when he does like the shot where he pulls out of the Enterprise and then moves mm-hmm. us to other places, right? Like he's trying to give us this idea of space, mm-hmm. um, so that you really understand space. Sorry, uh, so that you really understand like where these characters are and how they're moving in the ship. It makes the ship feel more real at the same time that they're, you know, tearing it apart and killing it forever.
0: And right. it, it, there's so many great little moments too. And I, uh, you know, when Spock and Ahura as they they've broken up. And she's you know, Ugh. like, I should give this back to you. It is not custom. I gave you I love that uh Zachary Quinto's Spock is has a little bit of humanity in him, mm-hmm. but he real he remembers that, you know, Vulcans can't, and so he always kinda pulls back a little bit. Uh, where I think uh Leonard Nimoy's Spock was always very uh even killed for the most part. Uh, uh, there's
4: right. some episodes <laughs> of the show where yeah. uh, he breaks character because like in this one he was injured. Oh um, yeah, that, so that scene when he starts laughing is yeah.
0: is so good. Uh, <laughs>
4: but like, there'll be like the ship will get infected, and mm-hmm. uh, Leonard Nimoy would have to do something similar.
0: I, it's really well done, and I I like Idris Elba. I think he's such a great villain. Yes. Um, in this Shere Khan and the Jungle Book, because the way he just is able to deliver lines, and that you find out, I I didn't know why he was always you know gasping for air and why he was always out of breath, until you realize uh, later on he's like Shang Tsung, and and like, uh, he, he, or Vampire basically feeds off of people. Um, It's a really interesting take, and he's such a great actor. Um,
1: And there's a lot of cool stuff, like that story is simple, but then when I watched it again, you know, they don't, they don't just hand deliver all of the information mm -hmm. to you, so watching it again, that's when I started realizing like, oh, okay, so, the suit he's wearing is ancient alien technology. That's the thing that keeps him alive. All, I didn't even realize that the bees were all robots until the second movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, he's, where where did he get all these guys from? And then it was only the second time where I was like, they're mining equipment. They're not actually people, right? Like, there's there's just so much stuff there that, that only on the second time when I don't necessarily... It, it's always true with these movies that I'm way too analytical the first time. Um, it was very true on Into Darkness. So this time, like, the first time, I watched it and I'm, like, trying to piece together and, like, I'm, I'm reading the characters and enjoying that part. And the second time, I really get to just enjoy it and, like, learn. But I think it's cool, again, back to that script, that, like, he... They they bury some fun Star Trek stuff in there where you mm-hmm. get to feel like there's a lot of science and, and neat, neat science fiction stuff going on that they're not just going to... Deliver to you, you know, um, and I love how much Bones is in this movie. Yep, he I, is so. Well, good. I think
0: Brad mentioned it when the trailers. Uh, it's cool to see each one of them kind of go off on their own thing. Yes, um, you With know, the last two are
4: always just like Kirk's and McCoy, yeah. Kirk's and McCoy, and, and now one, the other you, ones get to do. Yeah, except maybe, the, maybe Sulu kind of gets shortchanged, but he
0: does. But he, but Sulu but has, he has this he great a great, moment. great moment. So yeah. there's like, uh, this is spoilers, yeah. but they've. Uh, so they're trying to get the ship off the planet so good and uh you know Chekhov looks at him and is like can you get it there this fast he's like yeah sure and so they're able to start uh the Franklin and it takes off and he looks at Chekhov and does this look like Ew, like I did it like I didn't think I was going to do it <laughs> it's this great moment um,
4: well there's another moment where uh, yeah. I think uh, Kirk says something and yeah uh, I Sula's was like of, are you oh, kidding me yeah
1: when Kirk says like oh yeah can you can you fly this and he just looks back at him like Fucking of course I can. <laughs> did, you, did.
4: You just ask Who me that? Are you <laughs> to?
1: Yeah. Well, um, and, and I think Sulu gets a lot of the heart of the movie, right? Because oh yeah. you know uh, the story here for Kirk. You know, so the first movie is a Spock movie. The second movie is, <laughs> is a Kirk movie. This movie is a lot about the crew. This movie is a lot about you know how much you love the crew and that the ship. As much as we love the ship, the ship is the crew, and and sort of Kirk realizing that. Um, and so, Sulu ends up being part of that that mm-hmm. that story. Uh, because you get those moments where he's, you know, he's separated from his family. And, he, you know, you get all of that emotion in there um, that I think is really important. Even though he doesn't have as many, like, badass sequences. Yeah, but,
0: it too, what's cool about it, too, is uh, the dual parts that Sulu is playing. Yeah. Because he never calls attention that he's, his family's at, at the yes. space station. Right. But his performance lets you know that he's concerned about it. Right. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's a great understated performance by... Uh, John, John Cho.
1: And he gets that awesome moment where he gets to tell, uh, what's his face, Glowy Man? He's like, you don't even know who we are. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, that's not true. But still, it was a cool moment the first time you saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then the second time you're like, oh, shoot. You uh, look stupid now.
0: But the, the, the movie is really cool. Uh, and like I said, my favorite Kirk line, I, I, I'm going to mess it up. But, uh, so, anyways, they, uh, I just Elba's character, de- uh, Crawl, develops like this biological weapon that he's going to. It's
1: l- the thing from Thor 2.
0: Yeah, so yeah. he's going to unleash it into the space station and it's going to kill all these people. Into right. the AC. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's going to put Thor 2 in the AC system and yeah. kill everybody.
0: Uh, so I forget what he says to me. Uh, Kirk says to him where he says, All the uh,
2: copies of Thor 2 <laughs> the Blu rays, the DVDs, oh. the digitals. I'm going to drown you
0: in mediocrity. Uh, <laughs> what does he say? He says, uh. I'd rather be. Uh, oh, like, oh uh, it's shit. like my favorite line from the movie, and I'm going to mess it up. Uh, and I think it's such a like badass line. I'd rather yes. be the guy who uh, who then
1: lives like, with people with, with having killed someone. Yeah, no, I'd it's rather
0: that. I'd rather be the die knowing I saved people than live knowing I killed them or something. Yes, I forget yes. how he says it. Something like that. Okay, yeah. It's yeah. really like, good. Oh my god, that's so badass. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then he kills that guy <laughs> <laughs> he does he sends that dude out to space um, so yeah I, I love that moment and that's like my favorite Kirk line ever
4: and how awesome was when the, uh, the uh, I think it was still Sulu he drives the Franklin like around and around and then like oh, yeah. pe- like bursts through the water and yeah. then, like just stops those other ships in yeah. their tracks
0: like the movie's badass, um, really well yeah. done um,
2: one of the things that I loved about this film was that it was so Trekkian. I guess that's not a word, but you know what I'm saying. Um, One of the things, though, is is that this is the first time in the Star Trek reboot universe where we don't have the leisure of having Spock Prime.
1: Yeah.
5: Uh,
2: Which is is an interesting...
1: Man, he's everywhere, though. He's everywhere, but
2: it's interesting to not have that element in there or know that that element's going to be in there Mm -hmm. so that we can actually focus on these characters as... No, these are your new Sulus, your new Chekhovs, your new Uhuras. This is what it is. Um, So I enjoyed it for that element and what it was. Um, But I will say, when they pulled out the photo, I welled up.
0: Yeah. Well, because it's awesome because you realize, you realize, like Spock realizes, that, no, this is where he belongs. uh Yeah.
1: Well, because he has that amazing scene earlier where he's like, I want to have a life like like Ambassador Spock had. Because he thinks, like... He has this idea of what mm-hmm. Spock's life was, and then he opens the photo, and he's like, oh, friends were Spock's life. Because they
0: even have that great... I have to stick with my They friends. have that great scene at like the cocktail <gasps> party at the end. He's like, so what were you going to... Is that what you're going to tell me on the elevator? To, oh, yes. You know, uh, but, you, know, you know, Ambassador Spock died. Yes, more or less. Yeah. What were you going to tell me? Same thing, more or less. It's, it's yeah. just a great moment. And it also points out, like, I tried not... Uh, Chekhov and Anton Yelchin was so great in this movie yeah. that it's kind of like, oh... It's yeah. sad. And I, I didn't, he's such a ladies' man in it, too. hmm It's great. Yeah. Well, it's, he's
4: actually... I didn't know until watching, I think, the third season or second season of the original series. Like, that's all he was doing on the show. Really? Was, like, they go down to a planet, and he just, like... Did you know... They never put direction. it together, but he was he was cast... To look like Davy Jones because they wanted like a younger audience oh, yeah. really? in this series. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, all his storylines are just him macking on <laughs> alien girls. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's that makes that so even so that more cool. So the fact he's doing it in this, especially movie.
1: that in this movie, he's like he gets kicked out of a slave or uh, not a slave girl's room. I a want. I'm sorry. The yeah. 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 green alien she's, lady. Yeah. yeah, she's she's an Orion, and in this universe, not all all Orion women are slave. But it's but uh, it, it's
0: sad, but it's also kind of nice to see him um, yeah, he on there. Get
2: the screen time that he gets.
0: Yeah, yeah, between it, that I mean, and
2: Green Room, he had a very good year this and, year. And,
0: uh, you know, I, I like J.J. Abrams said they're not going to recast it. I think him walking off, his last scene is him walking away, like, trying to pick up a woman. He's like, did you know that a Russian man invented scotch? And that's, yeah. like, his last line. I think that's a perfect way and just let him... You know. Do you
1: think they just don't mention him at all? I don't, think just, really? I don't
0: think they need to. Oh, they just say they transferred
4: him to another ship?
0: Yeah, or something. I mean, I, I don't... I think it's like the Paul Walker thing. I don't think you need to kill him. I, I yeah. think that's yeah, a Oh, no, taste. I definitely wouldn't kill um, him. I'm just
4: glad no. that at the end of this movie
2: they didn't play And I'll tell you all about it with Speaking thing. of songs, though...
1: Okay, so one of the things... Oh, you're talking about that. I was going to say, one of the things I hate about this movie is that you have Michael Giacchino, and then you put fucking Rihanna over the credits, and so that's what I was thinking of. No, yeah, no, no. There's a really great song first of in the all, movie.
4: First of all, there's New World Order in a Star Trek movie. <laughs> 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 or no, wait. NWA, sorry. NWA. Yeah, it's NWA. Yeah, my bad. Um, but the amazing thing is that, you know, Beastie Boys' song that everyone hated in the first trailer... <laughs> Is, is a, a plot like, point. Is a plot point.
1: Those people were stupid and didn't even remember the first movie. Like, come on. Yeah. That yeah. trailer was but cool. It's
4: so. like, But that was just like, okay, he likes that. But in this movie, they program it so that, like, that song
1: is
0: how they defeat. It's so funny because as I was watching it, very marvelous. She's like, I got away. the perfect song. I'm like, no, they're not. And then oh, when, in my theater, when they played it, people were like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> like, <and> they cheered. <laughs> And when they started like snap. You see
2: that ship cruising through that swarm of bees. Surfing, basically. Surfing, Yeah, gosh. It's
4: great. Blowing them up left right.
0: At
2: that point, I was just like, they could end the trilogy. This could be the trilogy, and this is it, and I'm fine with it. I d- we don't need a fourth one. That's I one. think we do. <laughs> I, I need a fourth one. Uh, we need a
0: fourth one. I'm selfish. I want to see Chris Pine again. If they continue We need down a fourth path. one.
2: I'm just saying, if they yeah. ended it here... Oh, no, I agree. It yeah. would have been fine. It, oh, yeah. And that would have been a perfect back-to-one for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it, it, it buttons up Kirk's story well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with, I think, where Brad was about to go, which is, if they stay in the... If they stay on this path of, we're going to tell unique new Star Trek stories that aren't rehashes of old stuff and feel like good character driven Star Trek.
4: That gives the whole cast time to shine. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, put some like ethical dilemmas in there and talk about the prime directive, like, yeah, let's do some of that. Um, then and, I want as many movies as they can make.
4: Yeah, and Jayla was cool.
1: Yeah. Like she didn't get yes. some
4: cliche like female story. Make, like she's a Oh yeah, no, make, I liked her a lot. She could her, replace yes, Anton Yelchin. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah, put make her make her at the front. Yeah, You
4: know? What was um, the... She got admittance to Star Trek, uh, Starfleet <laughs> Academy. What was the gag, though?
1: Uh, she said, do you have to wear those? <laughs> oh, yeah, uniforms. yeah. <laughs> you know, have to wear uh, this uniform? And
4: she's like...
0: And, uh, and Kirk says, like... There's a lot of rules. You don't have to follow them. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great line uh, for him. Yeah.
1: One of One of the other few little gripes I have is that this movie... Uh, legitimizes Star Trek Enterprise in the Kelvin universe, yeah. which I'm not all right with, but okay
0: uh, because he, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh,
1: so the the <laughs> last television show that an, that that killed Star Trek as a show and as a franchise. Um, the the Kelvin looks very very similar. It's modeled to you mean look the very Franklin? similar. The Franklin, sorry, the Franklin is is modeled. The Kelvin's a cool looking ship. Um,
4: it blows up in the first movie. Yeah, uh,
1: the Franklin is modeled to look like the Star Trek Enterprise, which is a Pre-federation ship from the show Star Trek Enterprise. NXO one. Um, yeah, yeah, and then sh- uh, he also talks about how uh, he fought the Zindi, and I was like, God damn it! Like, why the fucking Zindi worked its way in here? And that was that, it.
0: that's a, that's a gripe. The movie, yes,
1: the movie no was knows what what fucking Talking about no, my, I know no, like four no. Of those words. No, <laughs> Brad knows what I'm talking about oddly yes. zindi was one
2: of them <laughs> the, the zindi
1: are like the weird time species or lizard folk that they're fighting in that show and it's terrible well, maybe okay, that's then. how chris
0: hemsworth shows up in the fourth one yeah.
1: no chris hemsworth's gonna show up because he's tra- son
0: we have to defeat the zindi no
1: he's, he was on the kelvin so he traveled through the black hole so he's going to come back out of the black hole at some point
0: into someone's bookshelf or he'll be oh hell yes <laughs> Or Wait, and it will be Matthew McConaughey. All right, or all he'll right, be a manis, right.
4: manifestation of some alien race that can read Kirk's mind.
1: That's the that's the other one that would be fantastic. <laughs> but, right, course, that's, course, but, course. but but, that's but then
2: down. we risk the line. What does God need with a spaceship? Goddamn. <laughs> I
1: made that joke last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Um, um, yeah. What else? Yep. This movie's great. Yeah. I know. So I should go stole see it, Brad. <laughs> Next week we're seeing that punch. Jason Bourne. Oh. Is
1: that next week? It is. It is.
5: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm so <laughs>
2: excited. He just so walks excited.
0: up and socks that dude. Oh. I was reading it 25 lines of dialogue, so he got paid I $1 know. million dollars for each line of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he does a lot of action stuff. But. It's so good.
1: Uh, I hope that's the first scene of the movie, because then I can just leave. <laughs> Not that I don't want to see the rest of it, but then I can go to the theater next door and watch The Punch again. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. All right. I'll yep. see that. never
0: Ever seen Jason Bourne? Just week? called it the
3: punch.
1: Yeah, dat <laughs> dat punch. Um,
3: yeah, or you could cool. see Ice Age Collision Course, which is no. doing fantastic at the box office. No, right now. fantastic. Uh, no, it's already doubled its money. <laughs> <laughs> wait, <laughs> yep. wait are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Oh, it made like five dollars no. in the U S., but made like two hundred dollars across the world.
1: Two hundred dollars? Oh, two hundred million dollars. Okay. Across the world. It made five dollars in the U.S. Damn it! I yeah. was so
0: close to a perfect uh, <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, wow. last week I was number two overall in the United States. Am I really? Holy wow. shit! Uh, yeah. yeah, if I would have added one more lights out, I would have got it. I was that's
1: I was on top, and then Brad snuck in on top of me.
4: That's
0: right.
2: I'm still dead last.
4: Yeah, because <laughs> you're not playing. You yeah, if
1: you don't change it ever. Um, <laughs> um,
4: yeah, I figured uh, it's like lights out is probably like another one of those sleeper horror movies that's going to do a ton of money, yeah. but. Star Trek Beyond. Actually, I did Ghostbusters, and then like, uh,
1: yeah, the, everything the, else
4: that I expected to do twenty million. But again, I keep forgetting that you get bonuses for movies they don't expect to do well. Yeah. So that's why Light, Lights Out did.
0: Yeah, is Hillary's America was a bonus one too. What a weird film to enter the top ten. Because <laughs> well, dumbasses, it's like yeah. uh, was it Obama's America was the one he made before. Um, yeah. I even it's like super like cool. hardcore Republican. Slander that. Well, I guess I'm not going to see it. Now no, I'm not okay. going to
3: understand it because I haven't seen the first one. So,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a sequel. <laughs> it's basically the Republicans' version of Michael Moore movies.
3: Hey, thank you. It's
0: the all-female version I of Obama's that. America. <laughs> <laughs> I not my doctor. All-female reboot. <laughs> an all-female reboot. It's <laughs>
2: an all <female> reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know what makes me look more like a doctor, playing the saxophone or listening to the saxophone. <laughs>
1: I hope, I hope that when he's in Star Trek 4 he, he plays that character. <laughs> okay. I hope, I, I hope he that plays. was
4: my favorite line it's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that Did art. you know that a fish tank is a submarine
0: for fish? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you guys ask a phone? It's in the aquarium. The one right next to you. I was oh. finished with that conversation. <laughs> is
2: it the boobs? Because I can make them bigger. <laughs> oh.
1: The dog represents the goats. <laughs> I love Kevin. We're looking for you guys. You went In that deli over there. <laughs> okay, Little help here. All of his Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we
3: literally Kevin, just did every line here. he has. They're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for all of Ghostbusters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kevin is great. Cool. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to The Real Nerds Podcast.